Hello, this is Gary of Bonfires I Chat. Before this very uh, bile-filled episode, as Cole and I are the respective queen of the bile bloods, um, talking about chalices, I want to just make a quick thank you to uh, our friends and, and community and everything. Throw some positivity out there. So thank you. You know, we, we talk about it in the episode, but thanks so much to, to our friends and people who have supported the show. Um, people like uh, Vivian, Allison, uh, Jeremy, um, you know, we do the, the Lego Dark Souls and the uh, Dark Souls haters, uh, Tumblers, uh, Murph, who does the excellent Dork Knight podcast. Um, thank you guys. Tons of love for you guys. Let's balance out some of this incoming negativity and also tons of love for the people who support us on Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Love you guys. Hate the chalices. Here we go. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is a Thumerian favorite. Yeah. And this week we are talking about the rest of the Chalice Dungeons, at least the rest of the story dungeons. You remember yes. a couple months ago we uh, we had Jeremy Greer on to talk about uh, kind of the beginning of these up through the central Thumerian and kind of the Hintertombs. And now we're going in to uh, uh, take care of the rest. The fucking chalice dungeons. The fucking chalice dungeons, as they're known as, <laughs> the, the, them fucking chalices. Bonfireside <laughs> chat, BSC. <laughs> Boy, sucky chalices. <laughs> um, yeah, let's talk about uh, let's talk about chalices. So these are, you know, it's worth talking about the way that this is going to resist our usual structure because mm -hmm. uh, when we talk about levels, we tend to talk about level design, um, which isn't something that happens in these <laughs> levels. Um, I, as I went, I, this was a pithy thing, like a pithy observation that I and others made, and but I think it's actually true, is that they just kind of used whatever algorithm they used to make the random ones and just saved as. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what is there to talk about? I mean, we'll we'll talk about it because it's fucking stupid, but, like, what is there to say about big ornate bridges that lead to, lead to dead ends <laughs> and, you know, traps that lead to dead ends and yeah. Ooh, what just if, hallways what, what that about the three, on the three level switchback? Yeah. Oh, hey, that 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 old that old chestnut. <laughs> the the so we're not going to end up talking about each individual thing. We're going to talk about specifically egregious encounters, mm -hmm. and then the bosses, um, and then kind of the chalices as a in, as in general. So we're covering a lot of goddamn playtime <laughs> and a lot of frustration and misery, but not actually that much level. Beca mm -hmm. Not because it's not there. <laughs> it's, <laughs> oh boy! It's, boy oh boy, is it there? It's just it it like so so. Cool, and I have been complaining about this to each other and online. <laughs> um, I think this. I think this is one Chalice Dungeons worst game I played in 20, 2015. Mm -hmm. Two worst game that From has ever made. Hidden inside like one of their best games. <laughs> yeah. Like hidden inside a very good game. This is the one of the worst games I've ever played. Yep. Like it's so like it's still you still control control little Bloodborne guy. Yeah. And you're still fighting some Bloodborne monsters, but just that that level design and just the the repetitiveness and the the lack of cohesion and the fact that there's mm -hmm. no sense of restraint to it. Like just why not do more and more and more? 
Like, <laughs> yep. So, I hate them. So I have two operating kind of metaphors for this, and hopefully this kind of sets the sets the uh, uh, stage for my mm -hmm. my thoughts on it here. But it's kind of like From came to us and said, "Here's a fifty pound bag of cornmeal, mm -hmm. and you're gonna eat it with a spoon, dry." Like, yeah. here you go. From gave us something, <laughs> and it's there. Yeah. It will fill your stomach, but it it like it's 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 that's our fault for starting a podcast called bonfire side cornmeal <laughs> like it's just it, like you like this is like there's there's not a no way in a million years i would have done this if we weren't doing it for the podcast oh, no no and i would have and, been i would have been willing to live and let live oh totally i would have left them alone <laughs> if they left me alone yep <laughs> and like people so people i'm sympathetic to people who listen to us who like were complaining about this and so many people were just like not so many but a handful of people were like i won't blame you if you don't do them and it ranged from that kind of nice like hey i understand if you don't do them yeah. it's fine to like don't do them kind of tinged with like we're sick of hearing you bitch about it just don't do them it's fine <laughs> but like it is like it's part of the product it, right like it, yeah. it's optional but it's part of Bloodborne. It has to be considered along with Bloodborne. And like <laughs> the things that the Chalice Dungeons do wrong are they, the Chalices do them worse than they do in the main game. But like all the flaws that are in the main game show up, turn up to 11 in, in the mm -hmm. Chalice Dungeon. So it made me understand some of the problems I actually like have with the game, which like, again, you know, I was glowing about the, the old hunters. Like, I still like, really love the game. It's really good. Mm -hmm. But like the things it, it's a really good way to understand. Like if, if you don't have any problems with Bloodborne. And then you play through the chalices and you have a problem with something. Just imagine being a little bit more sensitive to that because it's probably <laughs> present in the main game, too. Oh, yeah. To some degree. You know, if that if that sentence made sense, like <laughs> the chalices underline the flaws in, in Bloodborne. It puts them in stark relief by putting them into a vacuum. Right. Like, what do you yeah. what do you do to isolate a, a, a find a problem? You isolate it. Right. Yeah. And, and they decided to put all their problems in the goddamn <laughs> Chalice Dungeons. Yes, they did. And so when I say, okay, I would have lived and let lived, I, I'm kind of in the in the same space as you where it's hard to compartmentalize this. Second, operating metaphor. We're all talking about like, or at least my refrain in this was, hey, it, at least it's more Bloodborne, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't know how much of this we're repeating from the first episode, but dear God, it bears repeating here. Yeah. Um, you know, like, hey, at least there's more Bloodborne. This is a monkey's paw wish. Where yeah. you walk into it saying, all right, I'm going to you know, wish on this monkey's paw that I have two sets of genitals, right? I like having mm -hmm. a dick. It's fun to have one. Why not have a second one? Great. It owns. Yeah. Two hot dogs, one bun. It's great. Exactly. But yeah. the problem is, well, it doesn't have any feeling and there's no blood flow. Yeah. And it so. just leaks feces. <laughs> like you, you now shit out of this dick. And yeah. every morning they get switched around on you by the dick fairy <laughs> and you don't know which one's going to be which. So like you're getting ready to go take a pee. Uh oh. You know, like here it comes. I'm peeing poop out of my dick. I've got to wipe my dick now. Yeah. Because of chalice dungeons. <laughs> yeah. The, and so, <laughs> what, 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 so what stops this from being a uh, uh, just buffalo diarrhea angry video gamer thing is because it has no blood flow, it's going to get gangrenous and kind of fall off. And the host, the rest of you, is going to be at risk of infection because of it yeah <laughs> yep yeah it, it's because i'm not trying to turn into a buffalo diarrhea uh podcast mm -hmm. by, by any means like uh you know buffalo squirts chat <laughs> yeah. um but the uh, uh it is like there i felt a lot of genuine emotions of anger in this mm -hmm. and i don't want so and this we'll we'll talk about this at length like i don't want anyone to come away from this it's important to do this episode because I don't want anyone who's listening to this to be like, oh, 
uh, Gary walked away from this and it, it hard don't like, you know, like <laughs> Gary didn't like it because it was hard because I did it. Right. Yep. Like I, I got through it. I got through it alone. Right. Mm-hmm. So like Jeremy helped me through Lauren, all of the worst stuff in this I did alone. So the same way that people who were playing it who are just like, oh, I really like the challenge, um, you know, and they felt good after they beat it. I beat it, too. <laughs> it's just I don't have and I'm not trying to, you know, it's all subjective. People can like this stuff if they like it. That's great. But like I think that for some people, not everybody, but for some mm-hmm. people, I wouldn't put it past them that there's an element of like sunk cost. Oh, yeah. In it. Like if you if you fight the, uh, uh, you know, the the watchdog of the old lords. 20 or 30 times and die every time Mm -hmm. and you beat it and you have that sense of relief that you put that much time into it you won't allow that to have bad design decisions Mm -hmm. like it has you know that can't have been bad i can't have wasted that time yeah you know and i think that's kind of coming some of the kind of masochistic takes and and contrarians you know contrarian kind of apologies for Mm -hmm. for this stuff i think that comes from that space not entirely like i think there are people who probably are really genuine in that but i Mm -hmm. i just had this thought of like you know, because because a tiny part of me wanted to be like that and be like, <laughs> oh, you know, it just I I figured it out, you know. But no, I didn't figure it out. I figured it out really early and then just got lucky after fifteen times <laughs> because that's how they're designed. Yeah, it's the worst. No. Like it it is the it's the, my least favorite thing we've covered for this show, and one of my least favorite things I've co- we've covered for any shows. Right. Like spe- specifically, <laughs> we're talking about the defiled chalices. Um, then we'll we'll get into it. But like. Yeah. The uh, it's just it, it just it's so it highlights every contrary design decision that Bloodborne made. Yeah, to me. Yeah, definitely. And even worse than that, like it, I, I could tolerate there was stuff in the main game that I could tolerate because it wasn't so repetitive and it wasn't so kind of just uh, uh, put directly in your face there. And there was stuff distracting you from it. Yeah, you know. And so yeah, it's just I, I think that we're the one way that we're going to get around the get good crowd, which fortunately we don't get that really, which yeah. is, which, 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 which is nice, but you know, okay. we might now <laughs> we, we might, but we did it, Gary. We, yeah. No, we, we got through it. So it's like a genuine feeling of like getting through it the same way you get through like a cancer year. You know, like It's not like I don't feel good. Oh. I just feel like it's behind me, you know? Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, yeah, and it, yeah. when you, that point you made about it, like there's something, there's some nonsense in the main game. That's totally true, but you just do it once. Like mm-hmm. the, the chalice dungeons have no idea. Like any idea that's good enough to do once is good enough to do ten to twelve times. Mm-hmm. Like every room, every encounter, like every like these enemy configurations, they just keep popping up. Like how fun! Like what? Who is the person who's like every single time you go into the long hallway and there's a coffin next to the door and the coffin explodes? It's cool. Who is that person? Because it happens like I'm not with no sense of exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Twenty four times throughout all the chalices. <laughs> twenty four. Like I'm not. It's the highest number. Like I, I'm, I'm no exaggeration how many times that happens. And it's like it's so cut and paste and lazy. It's like mm-hmm. when people complain about Lost Isolith. And then they don't complain about this. It blows my mind. Yeah. Like there, there are people who are just like, yeah, like Dark Souls 1 is really good. But Lost Isolus was bullshit. It was the worst stage I've ever played. Oh, the chalices are pretty cool. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this is this is like if if this this is what people accuse Isolith of. It's like a copy paste of a copy paste. Like it's what people <laughs> accuse that of 10 or 12 times. Yeah. It's so repetitive and well, garbage. Well, Gary, don't we just dislike this because we had to play it on assignment for the show? 
Don't we just no. don't, don't don't we just I've been just, working don't, on no, it for don't, like don't. three months. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, isn't isn't it just the deadline, right? Like you get this, and you just it's the one game you get for Christmas, and then you keep coming back to it. You know, if you if you if you die, you go away for a week. You read a nice book, and you come back to it, and you forget about the coffin. You walk by yeah. there. No, like I, the. <laughs> <laughs> the places where I got angry are the places I would have stopped. And totally, exactly. it runs out of like, we see barely anything new in that's this. The, that's the in, thing, in, right? In, like we, we, we broke these in two thinking like that uh, Loran and eyes were going to, uh, sorry, be more than just a different filter. Yeah. Be, be, be like more them? than yeah. just like a different, you know, Z brush or whatever over top of this stuff or a different color palette. And you know, it's, it's not, and so, it's like, not. like we we only have, two, I think, two unique bosses in this, maybe. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's really it's egregious. Like what what they've done with these things is egregious. Like, and and so we did uh, during extreme. We did the chalice debate. Me and Jeremy, and he helped me through all of Lauren, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Very nice of him. And I had fun during that time. And I was like, okay. And and if to remind people who are listening, the the two positions in that debate were: are chalice dungeons bad? Or the fucking worst, right? <laughs> and my position was that they were the fucking worst. Jeremy's what they it was that they were merely bad. <laughs> and I came through with it like on his side. Like mm-hmm. oh, this, I had fun doing this. I can see that it's not very well designed, but it's fun to talk to my buddy, um, and and punch things for charity in this game. <laughs> and now the debate is back on because the that was I was playing in in the in the uh, uh, like the best possible. Like of course it was fun to play. Yeah, like, I was playing with a friend and doing it for charity. Like chat cheered me on and like. You know, people were donating because I was doing something fun. You know, of course that was fun. Yeah. But, you know, in the cold light of morning, like, it is not fun. Yeah. And and again, like, I know people who have fun playing these and and who like them. And I can't take that away from you. And I wouldn't if I could. But I think that if this is something where I feel like these are objectively poorly designed. Yeah. Like, the the game design that's on display here is Mm -hmm. bad game design. Yeah. And, uh you know, it's fine for you to enjoy bad game design, but it doesn't make it not bad. Like, it's... (laughs) I just I can't see I, I yeah. can't see another way out. I can't see another argument for yeah. it. And if you love Bloodborne, but also like these, understand our position: a that this brings the worst aspects out of it, but even the things that work in this also run counter to the things that work in the main game. Right, yeah. like pl- <laughs> attacking stuff really quickly is fun. Not when it's a room full of spiders that are all going to like stun lock you. Like, no, it doesn't. The- yeah, it's all encounters. Like it ends up being a lot of encounters that the main game doesn't handle well either mm-hmm. so like mobs and beasts mm-hmm. and uh, and you do a lot of that stuff and like the, where the chalices are good like when we when we're gonna praise it it's gonna be you know a couple of the boss fights that are like one-on-one fights mm-hmm. and like this helped to solidify that like people you know are probably sick of me hearing that like from software it doesn't do gigantic monster fights very well but like boy does this highlight it when you like ramp up the consequences does it highlight it really hard <laughs> that like it's just like it's a question of the camera or it's it's just the uh you know the lack of defense that you have in this game that just kind of ruins it but we're, we're gonna get into it kind of at length um boy and man <laughs> i keep getting distracted by my 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 enthusiasm for not liking this Go ahead, um, man. the uh uh so one of the reasons why i wanted to get through it is because of this idea that this has to have some kind of later like greater lore significance right oh yeah the lore significance now that the dlc is out like the and they exist at the same time they're both canon mm-hmm. but it doesn't need to be like not the dlc like excised this from the lore or it could have <laughs> the dlc turned this into a footnote totally like it, it just presented an alternative 
instigating event mm -hmm. that could have done everything the Chalice Dungeons did, mm -hmm. but is a thousand times cooler and has cooler <laughs> levels based around it. And like, we're going to talk about that when we talk about the DLC, which I, again, like, I don't know, you know, people, we haven't talked about it on the show yet, but I fucking loved, like, I love that, you know, I love the old hunters. <laughs> um, it presents such a, like, so it makes this, not only is it like a gameplay uh, extra limb, you mm -hmm. know, like an ugly shriveled arm in the middle of your back so you can never sleep comfortably. But like it is a lore version of that as well, yeah. you know, and we're going to touch on the lore stuff that we know. But even like the big the people who do that professionally. Right. So you, your your body's Vidya and, and the like who do lore stuff professionally still haven't come to a like this is why the chalice is like, why are these symbols all over chalice dungeons? <laughs> you know, like for like a good explanation for it, like, oh, it's probably where they got them from since the city is founded by the, you know, the name of the queen. Of this ancient culture mm -hmm. but nobody comes up with anything cool right like there are explanations <laughs> for it but none of them are cool like none of them are like that interesting like there's just nothing about it that seems interesting to me mm -hmm. and uh i'm looking forward to tearing it apart and uh and commiserating yeah um with you so and <laughs> weirdly as much as i hated getting ready for this episode and and playing it like i've been looking forward to recording it because oh, me too like this yeah, is the poison out. yeah this is this is yeah exactly getting the poison out and then also this is a victory lap this means i never have to do this again no no yeah. like i never have to i never have to do it and like why how frustrating is it there's no like again i keep talking about how much i want a set x back because like the few fights in the in the chalice dungeons i'd like to do again i now like considering how much bullshit i would have to go to to fight yarnum again <laughs> is 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 blowing my mind because like i like that fight <laughs> yeah. i could imagine wanting to do it again i thought that about the dlc but the dlc is you know i spent way less time on the dlc and way less misery than i did going through all of the chalices speaking you know? of time how long did you spend on this this batch of chalices oh um i don't like you have a, a number here in the notes that's scaring me like i don't know no, god no okay. that's that that's not true that's just that like okay. I, I i've got some quick math in my head okay yeah well what the, um probably so i worked on it this last stretch um because i'd done a, up through lauren so the last stretch where i just did um defiled and lower ill and uh the abritus one um maybe like six to eight hours oh wow six maybe 10 something huh. like that like quite a while um just because and, and some of that to be fair was like waiting to get summoned help okay right like i was having connection issues and spent a good amount of time waiting for uh friends of the show allison and jeremy mm -hmm. um, respectively to come join me and didn't so i didn't so spend some time just running around and our connection wouldn't work mm -hmm. so some of that time is inactive time yeah and then some of it was once I realized I didn't need any more chalice materials, I did I'll, I'll I didn't go get all of the chalice materials from the later dungeons mm -hmm. when I realized I didn't need them. Okay. So yeah. Uh, my yeah. total playtime on this character is 77 hours, minus okay. 50 for my first playthrough of the game. Okay. Um first playthrough plus the the initial the initial chalices. That's 27 hours. Now, um let's say the DLC should be in there too, right? No, no. I only played the okay. DLC on my character for the show. Um, okay. So so twenty seven is a base. I had to do new game plus to get the living string. Okay. On this, rather like okay, so I would much rather play through all of Bloodborne again than <laughs> than just restart the chalices to get back to where I was. So yeah. that'll speak to something. Let's account for that to be like ten hours. Okay. So there's yeah. seventeen hours. Let's say yeah. let's say two of those were lost due to a recent patch that turned my lower Loran into the cursed defilement. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, just, yeah, that didn't happen to me, luckily. Yeah, happened, I, happened to go and farm for the stuff to get back into that. So let's say another four hours, so 13 hours yeah. doing doing yeah. these. 
Yeah, I, I had some farm time in there too, so mine might have been a little bit more. But <laughs> it's a it's a lot of time, and it's not it's not additive content. Like that sounds good. Like if if on the back of a box or something, like oh, it's like oh, randomized dungeons that last mm-hmm. this long. Like oh, cool. Like I like Bloodborne, but this isn't Bloodborne. <laughs> this isn't. I mean, it is. I want Bloodborne to be guilty for these crimes, but it's not representing the things that anybody loves about Bloodborne. Right. Least of, least of all us. Least of all us. Yeah, least least of all us. And we'll we'll admit that. And like you know, as we get we'll get into the appendix responses vary, but like. Because I love these games so much and it, I professionally, like, pay attention to what makes them good, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's part of my job. Like, it is a major source of income for me because I am a man of modest means. Um, the uh, Because of that, this just felt like such a gobsmacking thing. Like, the problem – like, people pointed out recently um, on Twitter and stuff, and it's a fair critique that, like – um, I am like way harsher with Bloodborne than I was with Dark Souls 2. And mm-hmm. then like when I talk about Dark Souls 2, there's a real defensive tone. And like that's true. Um, part of the reason that's true is because of the conversation, you know, around it. So I yeah. am like nothing exists in a vacuum. Like I want to say that I can be totally objective, but also, you know, I am reacting to kind of the outside forces. Mm-hmm. Um, but part of it is that like, you know, Bloodborne is probably on the whole a better game if you subtracted the chalices. But the thing, the cha- the problems in Bloodborne are like gobsmacking to me. You know, like the, the things in, in Dark Souls 2 that didn't work, like felt like kind of shrugs, you know, like, oh, you know, uh, healing gems are kind of imperfect. Like they make some parts kind of too easy um, and change the, some of the encounters, you know, in a way that isn't ideal, but they're still fine. Like they still work, mm-hmm. you know, whereas Blood Vials, it's like, oh, like I like I straight up every so cool every single time I would do a, a boss in the old hunter. I didn't have enough time souls to level up. So I would go and buy as many blood vials as I could. Yep. I ran out of blood vials on defiled Amygdala. And <laughs> what is it like? It had to have been like 300 or mm-hmm. something like oh, that. Yeah. Like some, some just unreasonable number. And like, well, dude, just get good. You can hold 600. Like, well, they... <laughs> like, yeah. Cause that's fun to farm for those. Cause in this, this company that I like for not making me do shit like that mm-hmm. to just make that such a focus is it's it's more god like it's more amazing so like a lot of the tone of me complaining about bloodborne thing is because i'm amazed that they fucked some of these things up mm-hmm. like i don't understand the decision at all yeah you know as opposed to dark souls 2 where it's like oh this is kind of inelegant but like it works yeah this is like boy is this the like if i was trying to come up with a bad solution for this this is what i would come up with yeah you know and I, and not everything is like that but that's how i feel about defiled dungeons and that's how i feel about blood vials and mm-hmm. and a couple other things like they are the worst of all possible worlds yeah. the last thing that i want to do is to sound like the worst of dark souls 2's um detractors um especially yeah. you know what we heard about you know roundabouts like when we started covering the uh um like the iron keep and stuff like that mm-hmm. like that's that's right around when things kind of came to a head right mm-hmm. you know and uh, i i'm i'm gonna say something i hope that we're not that petulant i really really do oh because... you mean that like that this is like this is spite coverage Kind of like this is not an act of violence against any particular person, but I agree with you that, yes, the stuff that didn't work for Dark Souls 2 was still mad, but it was it was still functional on its face. And Dark Souls 2, for me, like where it falls short is a it's a disappointment in the face of this amazing, perfect Dark Souls 1. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like, okay, Team Silent will never make anything as good as Silent Hill 2, but I'll call myself a fan of this thing. But but, (laughs) you know, you know, but but still take an opportunity to shit on everything else that comes out after right i hope that that's not what we sound like especially in regards to this right yeah because this is an appendix that puts a lot of stuff in you know in 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 bad in a bad light remember 
and I'll only speak for myself, I still really like Bloodborne. Yeah. No, I, I, I like I, I was again, I'm on the record like it was especially <laughs> after Old Hunters where I was like, oh, this replaces some of the wishy washy lore shit from the main one with mm-hmm. something that's amazing, you know, that I wouldn't have uh, considered that's so up my alley and the gameplay is so good and the encounters and the environments are so tight. Like this is the best content at the game. This game's incredible. Like it's probably my favorite game to come out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so I love Bloodborne. I, it is just I really want to see. Like, I just want to see a perfect version of yeah. it, you know, I don't um, I don't feel entitled know. to a better core product. I think that the core product was 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 fine. Right. Yeah. I just I don't even think that the, the, the development of the chalices like detracted from the main body of the thing. You know, like, I don't yeah. think they would have made better decisions with the farming or with anything else that we see as being problems, the regain system, um, anything else we see as being problems with the, with the main episode. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't think like, it's not like, well, if they would have just spent the time on, so it's, it's not even, I'm not, I don't feel like they owe me anything because I got more than my $60 worth out of this or whatever. So understand that this isn't coming from a position of petulance. It really is like, Oh my gosh, the, like the cornmeal thing, the extra dick, you know? Yeah. It, it it is it is got it is a surprised disappointment, mm-hmm. you know, from from you know my favorite game company yeah. just to do to make some of the decisions that they make in the, this thing. Um, so that that's really where where some of this comes from, and we're going to enumerate it. Like I do, like we've been talking a lot about what we feel, but we're going to get to hit the reasons now. Yeah. Um. So it doesn't seem like we're just just complaining for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, and also we'll throw this out there too that it's like. We're not shock DJs. Like this isn't just like it's you're going to Gary M. Cole for like the bloodborne opinions you won't hear anywhere else. Like we were talking to each other privately about this stuff. Like other friends of mine who are bloodborne friends, like my roommates sat and watched me play. Both my roommates sat and watched me play for a little while. Like these are all genuine things I felt. Yeah. You know, there there's this is these are real things that I actually, you know, went through with this and real thoughts that I had. So it's like it does I could see the you know, the least charitable part of my mind imagines like somebody thinking that we're baiting something and, and we're really not no like it just it and this is what me and cool's you know sensibilities don't always line up but i think this is a time when they did <laughs> um so let's get a lower thumero we went through rom last time no um, no we did not okay R- R- rom's, oh, at, we're, we're, rom's at the end of this bad boy we specifically stopped before uh before we got to rom oh yeah so we wouldn't reveal chalice <laughs> rom before story rom right yeah. So let's do it. Lower lower Thumero Chalice. And to, to remind everybody, Thumero is um a culture, it's like an underground uh city. It's now underground, and they are these uh these great ones, these these people who are really advanced and are close to the gods. Yes. These uh these great ones. Yes, they are superhuman beings who are yes. uh the guardians of the slumbering old ones, um yep. who are kind of working to expand this labyrinth to kind of contain them and their civilization. Mm-hmm. Um, and they show up as these kind of like gaunt, very tall, pale creatures, oftentimes that you find either in the Thumero Chalice Dungeons or, um, um, you know, sometimes rep- represented in some uh, uh, enemies and NPCs in the main game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Lower Thumero, you know, it's part of the tile set, for lack of a better word, that we covered a lot in the previous episode. Thumero, this is uh, a lot of brick, a lot of hallways. Um, stop mm-hmm. me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> some statuary, some messengers that shoot fireballs out of their mouth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lots of know. traps. Um, some illusory walls that people tell me exist, but I still haven't found. I <laughs> ran into three. Ooh. I, I found some, yeah. Were, were you just banging um, your heads against the wall? <laughs> I So here's the thing. Like, 
when I talk about like just finding those dead ends mm-hmm. where it seems like there's nothing, boy, that seems like that'd be a good place for 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 an illusory wall, doesn't it? <laughs> they're never there. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're never there. They're always like in big rooms with multiple exits already. <laughs> you know, like it, it's just like oh, there's treasure in this room. This is already a dead end. Um, and then that's where they're at. So I just mm-hmm. happened to find some. Sometimes I found notes. You know, somebody left a left a note telling me where there yeah. there are some. I found one invisible but, treasure chest, which we'll talk about later, but. I, I've not found an invisible treasure chest. Hmm. That's interesting. That was a note. It's way, oh, yeah. way, it's redeemed. Way... <laughs> Chalice's own. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. So patreon.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anywho, uh, layer one, what do we got? Spiders. <laughs> we got, spiders are back. We got so many spiders. It's worth giving a primer again on the structure uh, of every single chalice, which is. Because it's problematic. <laughs> like, you you yeah. walk in, uh, you have um, uh, a hallway that's an entry that has a possibility of having a treasure hole off to the side of it. Yeah, I either mean, before or after, uh, or, or both, or both, right? <laughs> yeah, and and these things only give you chalice materials. I got to give a shout out to uh, to Riff from Video Game Hot Dog who put it my favorite metaphor for those mm-hmm. um, in a tweet where he said it's like buying a lottery ticket and you just get a free ticket, but that happens forever. <laughs> like that free ticket can only give you a free ticket, which can only give you a free ticket, which can only give you a free ticket. That is so and, like, good. It's like you it's just really keep, it's you just really keep, good. You keep walking into and out of the speedway. <laughs> Yeah, and you have to, you know, you have to walk through like a storm to get to the, the store, but you just keep doing it, thinking you're going to win this lottery. But all you do whenever you go through one of these areas is you just get chalice materials, and like it plays into the bigger like Bloodborne has a real problem with its reward structure, right? Like mm-hmm. exploration, uh, the level design is really soulsy, but exploration feels worse because of the reward structure mm-hmm. in Bloodborne, and the fact that they have these minimum requirements feels like. Uh, and this is a part of this credit goes to my roommate, Will, again, just like because I've been commiserating a lot where he, he said, like, it's like people don't like the They noticed that people didn't like these part of the games and tried to run through it. And they try they're trying to punish you for it because you can't you can't sprint through it. Like you have to be diligent with these layers in order to get to the next layer. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you have to farm because, you know, oh, this this thing requires two bastards of Lauren and, <laughs> and three <laughs> yellow What's spines. What's the magic word? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm not going to let you play this, you know, get in this level that you have unless you go and you <laughs> actually explore all of these little side tributaries. Every single time I saw one of those, I sighed. Like, <laughs> because I was running one, towards I was a like, boss. Oh. <laughs> yeah, like, which should be like, oh, I did all the bullshit. Like, now I can go fight the boss, which are the highlights of these. And every single time I saw one, it was just like, ah, oh. more. Like, I know this. I have to do that because I don't want to get to a chalice later and be like, oh, I don't have enough ritual blood number four. I thought I did, but I just had ritual blood number three. <laughs> and then, oh. you know, so every single time you have to explore them like super thoroughly. And and the process of that isn't fun. So like I was those treasure pits, the tributaries suck. I was tempted to say, what fresh hell is this? But what tired hell is this? <laughs> yeah, there's no fresh hells here. Man. <laughs> nope. Like it, it and, and then the fresh hells become stale. Like like the defiled chalice chalice's dungeons are, are fresh hells, which quickly become stale as hell. Like just become <laughs> hardtack in your hand. Like, Cor- cornmeal, man. Cornmeal. Yeah, you're e- eating you know, you're chewing on bark that petrifies as you chew it. <laughs> like it's not good in the first place, but it just gets any yeah. good yeah. metaphor. I like English. Um, um, <laughs> I write good. I uh, like it. Yeah. But over in the side hole and then throughout this, uh, the rest of this dungeon, I forget if we had a lot of spiders in the previous, in the previous no. dungeons, but boy, oh boy, they are they're omnipresent pers- in the rest of these. And the, and the black spiders are kind of annoying, but they're, they're just spiders. Yep. Those red spiders, which are like, they look like Benny Hill versions of the regular spiders. Like they're just really fast. <laughs> yep. Um, and they oftentimes are being summoned. Like we're going to get to the worst parts of that, but like 
they're oftentimes being summoned, so they're just unlimited ones. But they're mm-hmm. so quick to, like, stagger you and stunlock you. Yeah. Well, they can attack uh, from further away than you think. Yeah, way further away. And they're not always staggerable. Like, it's a spider. It's <laughs> like a poster child for a weak enemy in a video game. When I hit this with my Hunter's Axe, like my big fuck-off, or my my uh, Whirligig, like my fuck-off strength weapon, <laughs> and it doesn't stagger? Yep. Like, what are you doing? Bloodborne, like, your entire system is based on staggering. Like, you're supposed to be able to stagger your opponent because you have regain, and, like, these systems are supposed to work together. Why isn't this thing staggering? It's a spider. <laughs> it's staggering. Like, I could stagger a real spider. Like, it just dies. It can't keep attacking me. It's a spider. A spider is a bunch of goo and organs inside of a fingernail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, inside, it's a soft-shell crab. You eat those whole. Like, you eat their bones. <laughs> And who who thought who was playing the, these levels or designing these levels and thought uh, spiders and rats are the most interesting thing to fight? <laughs> because boy, do you fight hundreds of them, and it, it's like you're stuck in the basement. Clear out my in basement quest in, <laughs> in a different RPG. Like, oh, there are a bunch of spiders. Make sure you clear them out. Like, it's just so many goddamn spiders. They're not fun to fight, man. Yes. Like, they, they don't they don't look cool. Like, there's nothing good about them. Is the whole society of Yarnum and the church and the hunters just an elaborate scheme for Thumerians to get free exterminators? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like Yarnum sent her, her uh, you know, aborted nightmare baby into the, into the waking world or what have you, or whatever happened, the specific mechanics of it, in order to get hunters to come down and clear out all the spiders. <laughs> like, I've had they're enough to, of they're this. trying to flip the dungeon. Like it's, it's like house flippers. <laughs> like after those hunters came down and cleared out all the bullshit, this sure was an ugly maze. Now we can for marginally more money. <laughs> uh, traps show up again in full force. Um, I got yep. killed. Eventually, traps just start doing uh, like the, like the scaling on this shit is weird. Yeah, because yeah. like earlier traps, they don't one shot you. They certainly don't one shot a hundred and twenty a level one twenty character with fifty yeah. vitality. So. But eventually they start they start doing that or doing 99 like very nearly one-shotting me yeah um super rough first boss again just cut and paste boss we fought these guys before the merciless watchers and chieftains Mm -hmm. um these are big fat slime ogres um (laughs) with either uh saw blades or like blunderbusses yeah um and the big thing is you fight three of them um (laughs) they do that reverse thing where it's like you know when you show um when bosses show up as regular enemies Mm -hmm. and it's cool yeah here they do it they're 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 bosses and then show up as regular enemies but then they keep showing up as bosses mm-hmm. like you can't the, the street doesn't go two ways man <laughs> like i fought one of these things to pull your stupid lever why is it cool to fight one now well gary if you're you, fighting those things to pull the lever you're in you're invincible during the uh during the animation yeah you don't so, actually have to do it <laughs> gary yeah. after the lower theorem room, i started speed running this shit <laughs> I, I wish I I because I I felt like I want to try to fight the things partly because at a certain point I was like gunning for hate fuel, like it was like <laughs> and then hurt me it, more. I I did I had some hurt me more and then the other thing was like I was really sensitive to this idea of people being like oh you just didn't like it because you couldn't do it mm-hmm. you know so I really wanted to like I wanted to do it to I be proved like, I no, could fifty times God yeah, damn it's, it exactly it's possible to not to be successful at it and then still think it's a waste of time yeah like those ideas are not mutually exclusive and that's what i was trying to prove so anywho this is that reverse power thing where it's like oh great there's more of these things i just saw one of these it's not special <laughs> this is a stupid boss why are you wasting my time um and then you get into layer two uh which is we just saw now we see the merciless, merciless watcher guarding a lever like i just again yep um, hey guys how weird is it? So one of the little side treasure thing, you actually get a unique item here. Mm-hmm. Um, the workshop haze extractor, which allows you to make arcane haze out of your other, your old 
materials. Yeah, the remnants. How weird is it? Like the the, the haze requirements that pop up. Like, I... first of all, one arcane haze, really good name for Isaac Hayes' wizard brother. <laughs> two, <laughs> like, that's pretty good, two, man. Like, two, like it's just so weird where it's like, oh, I need twenty five arcane haze. Well, good thing that you know, it, okay, and I just go do go do a little chore, and then come back with the arcane haze. Yeah, well, no, you can go for you can go uh, spend hours farming fluorescent flowers, or or or. You could just dissolve three level two bloods, which you have in excess. Or you can buy. Like, why make <laughs> me do this stupid little interstitial step mm-hmm. to, like, go, like, why not just let me buy Arcane Haze or just lower the requirements on it? It makes no sense. Like, the economy <laughs> here makes no goddamn sense. Um, I'm, but, so yeah. maybe there are possibly people who, I don't know, like, is it possible? Man, so, like, this is... <laughs> gobsmacked gary gobsmacked um this is meant to uh uh, mostly be uh a material for using the like creating a sinister dungeon you know where you can uh, bring in more kind of like pvp so like maybe possibly i can understand giving you the ability to like mass produce it from materials that you pick up rather than spending other stuff but if you're doing pvp you're locked at a level and you're spending all of those souls on something anyway Mm mm-hmm so why? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, say, I don't know. I've been saying souls all season when I should say blood echoes. I hope people can forgive me for that. I mean, people don't care. I've been saying bonfires too. <laughs> um, I mean, at this point, like, I don't like if, if that's if that's your hill to die on and, and not liking us, like, then, you know, good go good going. Um, so so you can you continue through. You fight another boss, and this is one where they do minor variations mm-hmm. on the boss. We fought the undead giant a bunch of times, but he just keeps getting better weapons and trying yeah. again. Um, I definitely tackled this at a at high enough level to where he was no problem. Oh yeah, um, I can imagine if you if you did that, that. That's a fair disclaimer. Actually, let me throw this out: is that like even though it wasn't because of deadline play, like I did tend to do these in big stretches rather than just visit them when I wanted breaks from the main game. Mm-hmm. Because one, like I didn't want breaks from the main game. I like no. the main game. Like it, it would be like the main game could be a break from this if this mm-hmm. was you know my job, like day job. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if you were doing these at level appropriate things, some of the things where we say that they're too easy then, you know, that's probably why they're too easy. And that's not mm-hmm. really the game's fault. When they're too hard, I too was a 120 level character with 50, you know, vitality, which it shouldn't be too hard for me. Like no, the things no. that are too hard shouldn't, like I shouldn't be one shot. Well, Gary, you, you, sh- you should have okay. been on new game plus three. Like just keep on leveling up to where you're functionally useless for any kind of multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you, you disincentivize leveling up, um, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Anyhow, this guy's no problem. We've already fought him. He's just a big big doofus <laughs> yeah Nothing this, this isn't the one with the cannon though we we, we fought yeah. that guy earlier and i liked him i liked the cannon yeah this one. is the guy with the chains i think so yeah i think this guy's got a ball and chain yeah. which is kind of like a lot of the bosses in this game have uh 360 attacks like mm-hmm. one of the things i noticed through doing the chalices was like oh they really don't want people like in dark souls where you just get up in something's butt mm-hmm. and stab it you know um nick glauber when he was telling me about sif he said get all up in his nutsack <laughs> which is like okay <laughs> like oh, that seems respectful um <laughs> Her, you know, her, back nut when sack. I think, her nut sack which i didn't realize um <laughs> nut sacks on the inside give her insight grant us nut sacks on the insight and then inside um i fear the old bros the, um, but uh so they don't want you to be able to do that anymore mm-hmm. um so every you know boss has a reach behind him attack yeah and uh uh 
this guy definitely the this guy definitely has that, um, which I understand yeah. them giving him the attack. And this guy is small enough to where you can have him in your camera and actually see the wind up. Mm-hmm. So like for regular human enemies, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. They can all do that. It's frustrating with beasts. Yeah. But anyway, that's him. Layer on to layer three though. Layer three has one of my least favorite biomes in these, um, and I think it oh, only yeah. shows up in Thumero or it sh- shows up uh, more frequently in Thumero, which is the big garden. Uh, full of yeah. a bunch of dangerous enemies, uh, many of which, uh, especially in Thumero, are these Thumerians that will shoot at you with guns that are way more powerful than anything you could ever fire back with mm-hmm. on these upper levels. So when you, f- fuck when you, you. first see this garden, or I'm sorry, no, continue. no, I, so, so fuck you was the last. Okay, <laughs> I thought so. I just wanted to make sure you get it out. Um, the first time you see this, like it's kind of striking, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is kind of an interesting arena. And I, the first thing I thought when I saw this was like, oh, this would be a really cool PvP arena. Mm-hmm. It looks like a Mario Kart level, <laughs> like that one with the two layers on it. Like this is really cool. Um, but the thing, like you just you're just gonna see it so many times that that good feeling you get, and it's so dense with enemy. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's just too many enemies, even if they're not hard. There's just so much, just bullshit to do to clear this out before you can continue, mm-hmm. you know, if you are yeah. indeed uh, clearing it out. Yeah. Um, they added summons. They did this, uh, the, with this most first, recent patch. Yeah. yeah. With the DLC, yeah, which is good, which is good. Right. Like that, that's a, that's a positive change. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't add them to, uh, to where the bosses that really needed them <laughs> right. at the time. And they're not always useful, but they did add them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really cool. That was not true the first time we did this. And I, yeah. I appreciate that as a, you know, even just having somebody with you while you're just clearing out the main levels is really useful. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, yeah. and they put them like near the beginning too. Like there are ones yeah. that are meant for the bosses. There are ones that feel, um, meant for the levels. Um, and that is, yeah. uh, the, the, that, that is very appreciated on my part. I definitely took advantage of that because yeah. I'm a, because I'm a filthy casual. Yeah. Um, well, but... and, and, yeah, I feel like, and that's the other thing. If, if again, I'm putting my mind in, in the the person who's defending these to us, um, is saying that they're designed, they're balanced for co-op. Mm-hmm. Fair enough, right? Like it, it's more fun with people, and they're hard enough to require people. Um, I definitely did spend probably between me and Jeremy and me and Allison about two hours and ten minutes mm-hmm. just trying to get a connection, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And it was not a problem on our ends. Like we were both experiencing the same problem, mm-hmm. um, both times. So like, if you're gonna have this thing balanced for co-op, like. You know, there's something going on with your servers, at least that time. You know, I don't necessarily blame Bloodborne for that, but like co-op should be fast and easy and good if you're going to have a major part of your game totally balanced for it. Yeah. Don't make it that you have to wait between two and ten minutes to bring somebody in. Yeah. Like it should be quicker if that's the way you want people to play these levels. Mm -hmm. But adding the NPC summons helps. That's like I'll give that a, a little check mark. Yeah. On the good, in the good call. But that's for, yeah. that's more the old hunters and not the chalices themselves. That's, that's totally true because they add them to the rest of the game too. Yeah, like that's, that's kind of just a function of what the old hunters did, which is again, you know, DLC of the year, like yep. super super good. Yeah. Um, something else I, that I noticed for the first time here, and this is why it's showing up in the notes and in the show here, it may have happened earlier, but um, uh, <laughs> they have the equivalent of the uh, of the ghost from Spelunky. Um, in a way, by the fact that when you kill enemies here and you let you let them die and you hang around long enough, the uh, the flea monsters from Kanehurst start showing up in areas that you already cleared. So that that's when you kill things with visceral attacks, specifically. Oh, visual. okay. I didn't realize that. Which think about that as as a design decision for a second. <laughs> like, this is why a game are you trying like... to? Yeah, if you want this fast paced combat where you emphasize counters, why would you try to disincentivize it? Huh. Like what? What a weird, conflicting message that is. <laughs> you know, oh, like you're good at the game, you need more challenge. Like the game doesn't become like trivial because you know how to do visceral attacks. No, you know, like it's not like you needed to throw in like a really, really tough, tanky enemy 
just to punish you for doing visceral attacks. At this point, everything except the uh, the regular dregling uh, will survive a, a visceral mm-hmm. attack, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 let me have visceral attacks, man. Like it doesn't <laughs> like it it's you don't need to punish that. Like I just don't understand. Like mm-hmm. I don't get it. Um like the idea that they're attracted by by the blood or attracted by your hunter rage or something like that. Like that's fine story-wise, but it doesn't add enough to balance out just the how weird it is mechanically. Mm-hmm. Um let's talk about Rom though cuz like so when when we, we you know we've talked about Rom before and like I'm I'm a noted Rom hater I don't like Rom I realize one of the reasons why I don't like him fighting him uh, here is that like if you you don't have to do this but especially in this arena I think um, you want to clear out the spiders when you first get there and he's not aggroed right mm-hmm. um, just imagine like every time you die you just have to do this little bit of homework <laughs> like every time it just slows down the pacing so much like it's like a loading screen mm-hmm. like killing all the, the spiders and clearing them out diligently is like having like it just adds a few minutes to every attempt to actually kill the boss. Yeah. Um, and that's just, that's a bummer. You know, it's like, it's cool the first time. And then after that, it's just like, yeah. Ugh. yeah. So it's harder to ignore the small spiders when you're in this tiny um, ass arena. And, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about, we talked about a lot in the uh, Dark Souls season about the way that the stuff that feels repeated is repeated in a context to um, kind of show you what worked or didn't work about the initial thing, or at least, mm-hmm. you know, like those changes are meaningful enough to the experience, right? And this feels a little bit like um, uh, an implementation of that principle, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're what would make ROM harder, mm-hmm. you know, like, you, you know, if you don't have this, this huge open thing, like, I don't think ROM needed to be harder, but I also like that was a boss I had a problem with. I understand mm-hmm. people who, who steamrolled him, like, that's fine. This is not out of encounters in the Chalice Dungeons. This is one of the less egregious. Yeah. Like, it's kind of annoying. I don't like this boss fight anyway, but like the changes don't feel as bad as they, you know, when we fight Amigdala again or what have you. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you, you fight him and you, uh, we, we head on down to layer four. Yeah. Um, layer four. I don't know if I just started noticing this, but there seemed to be a little bit of extra chrome um, around. There's a, uh, there's a uh, cloaked statues that started showing up that mm. I didn't notice before. Um, I, that could, that could have just been me um, being myopic most times and then having a moment of insight. But um, yeah, you know, I have no idea what that means other than the Marians wore cloaks. <laughs> I don't think it means anything. Like, I don't, I feel like the, the kind of like the, the lore people who, who do this along with us, who are like banging their heads, trying to figure out why there's all this specific statuary mm-hmm. in, in the chalice dungeon. I think they're wasting their time. Like mm-hmm. it just feels like copy paste nonsense to me, you know, like the, the stuff that's there. I think almost everything that's there can just be explained by like, Oh, this is what it was like in Thumeru or, <laughs> Oh, this is like, if there's things from the real world that show up there, like, it's, Oh, this is where they came from. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why there's hunter's marks. Like this is, this is the origin of it because it's older than that. Yeah. You know, and then that's that's it. Like it's just this one like two two three word explanation for the for all of these these kind of like dangling participles. It's like super simple and works, mm-hmm. and is you know I think that again there's the same way that there's the urge to like chalices because you spend a lot of time on them. I think there's an urge to like I spend a lot of time on this that they have to mean something. Mm-hmm. Like I like this company. They can't have just copy pasted a bunch of nonsense, <laughs> but I think they did. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah. Um, so more more coffin ambushes. <laughs> well, this is you know r- roughly the first time they start showing up, if not earlier in this uh, in this particular section. Yeah. Um. But uh, but like we said, it happens every time. Yep. yep, yep. Um, and, and we're not going to revisit Coffin Gate, except who? What happens? I wish they had locker locks on them. This would have <laughs> been the time that like they, all the locks were were shipped to to above ground Yarnum from here, <laughs> and this is where they would have been useful. Maybe if they weren't locked upstairs, like. 
this would have happened upstairs. Um, <laughs> upstairs. Upstairs. The, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, um, the boss here is, is a unique boss. Yes. So we, sh- we should camp out on this guy for a little bit. The bloodletting beast. Yes. So um, this is another one of our big beast enemies. Um, Mm -hmm. We fight him again later. So it's unique now, and it is unique the second time. Uh, Yeah, they uh, add something to it. Yes, they they do change it up. This is another one of our um, beasts that have kind of a flame aspect to them. Um, Yeah. Kind of alongside the, uh, the, what is it? Oh, gosh, the beast possessed soul has that and then yeah. a great deal of the chalice bosses have kind of like flame magic available to them yeah pyromancy yeah. there's no reference to it in the text right but like it, which i kind of like is like a little detail like oh you know like because pyromancy is always shown to be kind of older more primitive mm-hmm. than than current magic in uh in souls games and in, in, uh blood souls games mm-hmm. um so this idea that uh you know they had that but we're not going to even talk about it <laughs> i think is kind of cool because yeah. there's a lot of fire going on down there yeah um he's like there's not that much to him in this encounter no he's um, he's he's really easy here i was expecting to have a lot of problems with him i think when people talk about having problems with him they're talking about the second encounter exactly with them. yeah which is which is significantly harder and not you know mostly because they gave him 10 times as much hp yeah it's a, um, it's, it's a numbers thing he still does a lot of the same a lot of the same moves but i didn't take a note of them here because they just didn't you know one shot me yeah, they, they, it wasn't enough to be too consequential. Mm-hmm. This was the thing where I'm talking about where um, the enemies have attacks where they reach behind them, and it's a bump. Like, I have to get behind you to damage you, right? right. Like, I don't have to, but, like, that is a, that is a strategy. Um, and you hit me, um, but I can't see your wind-up. You know, <laughs> like, I, you're, I my, my face is filled with, like, hair. Yeah. You know, like, I've got too much of your fur in my camera to see that you're about to do a thing. You know, so what it ended up being was like I would just do an attack and then roll away, which makes these fights take forever. It's more of a thing later, but like it's even still just kind of a thing here where you just have to, to do that over and over. Yeah. Um, this, this guy's got a little bit of lore significance um, <laughs> because if you if the version in the uh, or people think that it does. Yeah. So for a long time, people thought for sure that this was Lawrence mm-hmm. um, because of where he shows up later. Um, with his head kind of knocked off yeah. and there's still a little bit something to that it could still be possible even with the dlc mm-hmm. if you take that as like that's the dream version mm-hmm. or something to that effect um but now it's kind of unclear i think yeah um, if this is anybody yeah it was definitely more it was definitely easier to to to, to make that claim uh before yeah. again just the way that the dlc excises the ne- necessity <laughs> of the chalice dungeons in every respect yeah. You know, like it's no longer necessary for this to be here. It's kind of an okay fight as far as beast fights and Bloodborne go, which like they're not my favorite thing anyway, but yeah. there's nothing too egregious about this. Um and there's nothing, nothing that special about his design either. Is this like he's uh, is yeah. this one of the biggest enemies that we fight? Like he, yeah. he feels he's up there with like Amelia and yeah. He feels Amigala. huge. Like he I I would love to see like a scale comparison between him and like the uh the uh like the Iron Golem. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's he's about the same size as that. I would say, like yeah. small sub Amygdala, about the same size as the Iron Gold. Yeah, but he's uh, but he's definitely uh, easy to stagger. 
here, which yeah. is which is very uh very nice. And I like I yeah. often forget that like if I attack the legs enough, they will you know reveal they'll their break. head. Yeah, they'll yeah. like yeah they'll they'll break and I can go in and do a visceral attack. But I feel like that's another number thing. Like in in my experience here, I had less time to like get in position to go and do that special critical attack mm-hmm. before they kind of like recovered. I don't know if they if they just like closed that window on us or what. Well, it's also you're right that you have a face full of hair. Yeah. So you're just attacking. It's hard to see that he's crouched down mm-hmm. and ready for a visceral attack because of the camera. Um, but th- that's one of the things. So the two big things they add to bosses in Bloodborne is this idea of like breakable limbs and weak points and then every boss having multiple phases. Mm-hmm. And like the breakable limbs, I kind of dig mm-hmm. um, like a way to, to make the boss more vulnerable. And then that limb will take more damage. Yeah. Usually two from that point on, um, which was how I got through some of the harder boss fights. The multiple phase thing just makes me feel like I just have to memorize twice as much. Yes. Which I'm not, I'm not super into it. You know, it's just like a longer test on the same material, <laughs> you know, like, and it just kind of means that like, even if I luck out on the first half, like I'm way less likely to luck out in the second half and just kind of ensure that like every boss is a bunch of like, just takes longer to learn, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that feels like to me, like, and I've said this a thousand times, but like the amount of moves that Artorius has is the amount of moves that I want in a boss. <laughs> like memorizing that fight felt good and satisfying. Like it wasn't too easy. It's a hard fight. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was good. That was, I felt good memorizing that. Mm-hmm. Um, memorizing the you know the bloodletting beast especially the second time you run he turns up like doesn't feel that good to me because there's just so much to it and then the fact that he's a big pile of particle effects and hair means yeah. it's hard to tell his wind-ups apart um or a big pile of flame as we'll run into or any <laughs> or he's too big to be in your camera at all um so just having to memorize these things by with no point of reference and just having to memorize like if you look on the, the fextra life and you look at the number of moves some of these enemies these bosses have oh, like gosh the second phase, it like, ends up being like 14, 15, 16 different things they can do, you know, which is my with variations. Like if you count like the co- different combos as different, uh, different moves. So just knowing those are there, it's just like so much to memorize. It just feels rote at a certain mm-hmm. point. And that's how, that's why like, you know, Lobos like has been going through fighting the DLC bosses with just his fist. And that's how he does it. Like, it's really amazing, but it's a real test of patience. Like mm-hmm. you just have to recognize everything that happens and always dodge it. Yeah. You know, and just uh, doubling those didn't feel like a strength to me. No. Like I don't you know, and doing it once, like as a twist for a boss, is kind of mm-hmm. cool, right? Yeah. But doing it with almost every single beast boss has a different phase. Mm-hmm. Kind of bums me out. Yeah. Um, um, and, and just to, just to speak to one of the concerns that you brought up here to make sure people don't think that there's uh, something weird going on, um, I will corroborate that the camera is a problem whether or not you're locked on. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, I, 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 just I, I, that you're I too see... close up. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not that, you know, and I, I go non-locked on in this game all the time, you know, mm-hmm. and because there's less reason to lock on because you don't block. Mm-hmm. Like locking on in previous Souls games, a lot of it was just to make sure your shield was facing. Mm-hmm. Correct. But with no shield, like, you know, I, I spend most of Bloodborne not locked on to things. Yeah. You know, and because I use the, the Hunter's Axe and like I've been using it the whole game, I know the moveset really well. Like I know how to dead angle things and stuff so i i almost never lock on yeah so that's not the that's not the issue but thank you for for calling that out before somebody wrote in yeah um so this guy he drops um the defile chalice which we'll get to soon <laughs> um, <laughs> but to get there yeah. we need to uh we need to find a very particular kind of uh kind of uh you know um ingre- ingredient lottery ticket. Yeah. yeah lottery ticket yeah. exactly yeah. um which i think you can get without uh without going to ailing lauren like i need to find out where you can get the bastards of lauren you, but you can always get them from like getting i think you can get them well no you have to be able to build a, a chalice to get summoned into a world mm-hmm. um, but you don't have to actually clear it <sighs> so like you might be able to get it from like co-oping or something hmm. so anyway bastard of lauren are these uh the remains of these lauren infants affected by the scourge but i wanted to go to lauren anyway because it's a new area 
Yeah, I was hey, thinking like, hey, there's going to be particle effects. <laughs> no, I was thinking it's going to be like new rooms, right? Like, I was thinking, oh man, it's going to be like so it's like a desert kind of thing. Like, maybe there there's going to be rooms that are like slowly filling up with sand. Like, the mm-hmm. the, the, the sky's the limit. Like, Thimuru is kind of a bummer, but like Yarnum was a bummer because we had to stay in that city for so long and stuff. Felt really. Sad. Nope, it's the exact same thing, except it's got a different color palette. This and is this is the <laughs> it's the scorpion to Thimuru's smoke. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it just replaces it. And it's just one new room. Like when every time I caught myself like being like getting to a new room and being like, oh, this is kind of neat. I punched myself really hard in the leg because I was thinking about in any video game, when would you feel good about getting one new room per 20 rooms you explore <laughs> like that are the same? Like you go through so much like just to get and it's like, oh, this is kind of cool looking. Um, but it was that was like I was grading on such a goddamn curve that like <laughs> has to be meaningless. You know, like being excited about seeing the weird rickety bridges over the chasm mm-hmm. in Lauren um, is is way too little, you know, <laughs> and it, it's only cool grading on the like the the like a a, a point, you know, like the, an arrowhead of a curve, like yeah. just the sharpest curve. <sighs> but anyway, Lauren is a place. Yes. Um, this is you know, it's, it is this tragic land that has been consumed by the sands. And uh, it has fall, fallen to the scourge of the beast. Yarnum may be next. This is the you know, same thing that happened to Yarnum happened here. Mm-hmm. Or is happening to Yarnum happened yeah. here. Which is cool. Again, like I knew that going into it because I mm-hmm. read the chalice. But then nothing on the page actually supports that. There's no urban structures. Like where do people sleep in fucking Lauren, dog? <laughs> like it's so poorly like designed. It's like such a non-interesting place to explore. <laughs> So my initial um, my, my initial supposition was that this was uh, kind of like a different Thumerian city or like a land mm-hmm. or something like that. But there's no Thumerian presence here. No, there's like, no, there's, so like it, there's nothing. So I don't know why it's a part of the labyrinth. I don't know either. And I don't know what yeah, I don't other than the fact that it fell to sand into a beast scourge. I don't know anything about Lauren. Um, there's a lot of like some of the like, you know, the the more perhaps more um, diligent loresters than us um, put a lot more kind of uh, weight on the Loren silver beasts mm-hmm. um, be just because of a couple things like because of that bloodletting beast having a, his transformation, which we'll talk about and it were, mm-hmm. um, kind of looking like the parasite that we see from these things. But I still couldn't like it didn't end up feeling necessary to me. Right. You know, it just it felt like um, like a, a like a note added like a patch, you know, like yeah. a band-aid to something that like didn't match the central thrust and, and didn't feel satisfying in the, in the face of the main game mm-hmm. at all. Um, but anyway, so th- this is, this is uh, also spiders, but, <laughs> and, but now beasts yes. instead of Thumerians. Yeah. And so these are uh, mostly the beasts that we found in like old Yardum, the, uh, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the male um, ash beasts and the, uh, the female ones, except with less emphasis on the poison. Like, I feel like they, yeah. they, they leaned away from that, which is, which is merciful, but it still shows up here. Uh, you're yeah. going to benefit from running around here with a torch, uh, which oh, I yeah. do anyway, because the chal- the chalice dungeons are dark. Um, yeah. but, uh, but at least the male ones who don't have the shroud will, uh, will get stunned and back away. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You also fight some of the big werewolves here as well. Yeah. Um, so those guys, you know, are not are not scared, but they show up as well. Yeah. Um, there are guillotine traps here, mm-hmm. which like, again, like we, you know, we love Sense Fortress. Like you can go back and listen <laughs> to us talk about Sense Fortress. Anytime anything recalled Sense Fortress, we liked it. Here it makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. Like who is setting these traps and for who? Mm-hmm. You know, like Sense Fortress is set up as an adversarial location. These are supposed to be ruins. <laughs> like this is this is where the church went down to find 
the holy medium and and gain you know eventually get the the beast plague the old blood and make contact with the old ones there, why are there like cartoon traps here there's possibly an argument to be made that these are labyrinths constructed to keep people away from the slumbering old ones yeah but then it's like why where do people live like it's not like like this was a city right like it, it's it's can't be both like if they had said if if the fiction was I mean, always like, like like with the hill they they say that's the capital of the place like I understand it can't be both but like that yeah. doesn't look like a capital of anything though nope. like the, the, this is always supposed to have been a civilization mm-hmm. not like like oh this is this is an ancient order you know or something like that like this was always supposed to be people fell from this like this is supposed to be the idea of Lauren is this I like this is what happens when you totally fall to the beast plague and like the the civilization gets reclaimed by sand. You know, right? Like uh-huh. that's what it seemed like to me. Like they're setting this up in contrast, so we feel a sense of consequence for Yarnum. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, but uh, that doesn't it doesn't make sense with it. Like it doesn't. It's not that. It just says it is. So maybe all of the uh, all the above ground living portions were uh, were sucked into the nightmare uh, to become the nightmare frontier or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Which also doesn't look civilized right. or like like a like a city or like anywhere anyone lives. Mm-hmm. And then that also has um, except I mean except for when you get to to. Um, the the nightmare of mensis um mm-hmm. has like civilization in it but anyway like it doesn't the traps didn't make any sense to me no like it didn't feel like this was like why why it wasn't diegetic enough for me mm-hmm. um you know so the first time i ran on one of these guillotine traps was like luckily there's never one shot me oh, for no. some reason the, da- the damage on these things don't doesn't scale yeah um which i don't know why the other ones do and these <laughs> ones don't but the first time it happened i was like why am i getting like who put this here? Well, no, it's you just a, a gosh. One of the things I complained about in uh, the the uh, Waxworks article of Hexcrank was uh, you're running around in these very monotonous environments, and they're like one pixel wide things that are mm-hmm. put across the, uh, the 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 screen just to kill you instantly. To go, ha ha! You should have been paying attention, even though you're navigating these huge, just monotonous mazes the entire time. So yeah. you get hit by one of these, and it tells you, "Hey, there are going to be traps, so you better be careful." And it's like, you know what? I've got too much fucking ground to cover to like look for a normal mapped uh, pressure plate on the ground in front of me. So I guess I'm just gonna have to soak this. Yeah. Yeah, like who is the person who's like literally inching their way through these things? Yeah, it's like they like want they them to go... be played like a like a first edition D anD D campaign. Like fucking Gygax didn't design this. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it makes no sense. Um, it's it's super frustrating. Um, again, those Lauren Silver Beasts show up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but eventually you get to uh, the boss of this, the Beast Possessed Soul. Yeah. Um, we've run into one of these before, right? This is this yep. is the, in the basement of the tower. Yeah, at the um, at the very bottom of the healing church uh, church yeah. workshop. So he, he's a he's a werewolf pyromancer, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Um, who is not like I don't have any problems with this boss. Like I'm fine with this guy. This is this is where I started noticing that I was getting caught in boss combos a lot more. Mm. Um, I don't know if just because of how how aggressive he's tuned, you know, tuned to be. But like he would get me into a combo, and then he would do his own visceral attack where he would like impale me and then pick me up and just start mowing down on my shoulder like he was fucking mm. Kronos. Um, yeah, <laughs> but um, and then he powers up halfway through, which I don't remember happening at the bottom of that well. Although it's less noticeable with a boss or yeah. with a with a regular enemy when they power up. Yeah, this guy has three phases, <laughs> according to to the wiki. So Jesus, that's a lot of stuff to memorize. Um, yeah, I I didn't have too much of a problem with him, but he's not super fun to fight or anything. Mm-hmm. I just you know kept trying to get you know at some point like when they ramp up the consequences of of being hurt. 
Um, you know, they want you to be aggressive. They want you to to rely on this regain. Regain doesn't work when you get one shot. A game <laughs> that wants you to be aggressive shouldn't have you shouldn't be able to be one shot. Yeah. Um, so I just started playing this game, um, and this is how I got through the DLC as well. Playing it like Dark Souls without a shield, mm-hmm. where it's like I just concentrated on dodging and getting behind things, yeah. and I had a lot better time. So like if instead of trying to you know, oops, I was like a couple seconds or a couple, not seconds, but just a little bit off with my repost. Um, So I'm stuck in his combo. I would just dodge behind him and hit him. Yeah. And then they usually have an auto dodge um, that gets them out of the way. Yeah. That immediately happens. So it just makes every fight last forever. Yeah. Um, but, but that's how I end up getting through this guy. Yeah. But don't spend, the, you know, a, a good deal of your game trying to train me not to feel like too bad about soaking some blows because I can always get it back and then yeah. immediately and then, make it so that i have to feel worried about soaking some blows it's it feels contrary to like the the design principle of like the combat of this game like everything is built to make you aggressive except for when it's not you know (laughs) and this is one of those things so um you fight him it's it's a bummer that he can kind of stun lock you like that um we move on to layer two um we start running into rats with uh tons of boils (laughs) all of them which are pretty gross looking yeah, um, and they're these they're in these big blood swamps, you know, bottom bottom mm-hmm. of three two uh, kind yeah. of places with lots of cages. The the the, the treasure hole here has uh, a weapon that the community really likes, which is the beast claw, which uh, lets you get access to kind of this beast form where you transform both of your hands into these claws. Um, yes. and start doing in the DLC uh... specifically. Like okay. the, that wasn't true before the uh, DLC came out. Okay, um, you'd always have the claws, but you didn't have a beast form mm. really. Um, that's that's unique to the DLC. Okay. Um, you need to equip a rune on top of it. And the Beast Claws are actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how useful they are. Um, I have a, like a fairly upgraded set, but my main weapons always did better, and, and I just memorized yeah. them. So um, I got really used to that reach. Yeah, that, that reach is a big thing. Like, it's why I'd never play a game, like, play a Souls game with, like, a dagger or something. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. hand-to-hand, it's, like, a it's like a fun gimmick for, like, a minute. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's just I'm, not very effective. I'm not committed. Yeah. Like, I, I, I hate, I hate not being optimized, man. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. I, I, I will play, like, a non-optimized build for these things. And I've played, mm-hmm. like, Souls games with just my fist and, and, and the like, and that's fun. Um, here, it, like, was not super fun because, like, one thing that Bloodborne does really well, and I was talking to, uh, again, I'm giving a lot of credit to people because I've been talking about Bloodborne a lot. Yeah. Uh, Vivian on Facebook where she was talking about how much Bloodborne spends, how much time it spends trying to get you to, to gain a relationship and memorize one weapon, mm-hmm. um, which I think is actually kind of cool. Um, but uh, it just worked too well. So, like, I'd get something <laughs> neat that I liked, but I just wouldn't want to give it up because I'm like, I kept missing with it because they're a little bit farther away and only the axe in two handed form can get that far away. That is so sad with the old hunters. Like we'll talk about that, but like yeah. so much cool stuff is introduced there that I would like take away and upgrade and then yeah. I would never use again. Yeah. I, I ended up using a backup weapon from that, but like, but at the same time, the old hunters addresses the problem of like reward density, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like the old hunters getting that new stuff still felt exciting because there were cool lore things attached to it. And it was fun to fuck around with for a little bit, mm-hmm. but they don't give you like, they they need to give you an option for a respec mm-hmm. and more upgrade materials in order to make that kind of reward density work, mm-hmm. I think, um, which they, which they didn't do, but they were partway there. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm glad that there are as many weapons in the DLC as there really are in the main mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Like just about, and I think that's a positive thing. Well, Gary, um, if you roll a root dungeon, you can find a lost version of one of those weapons. Ooh, you mean it has slightly different, uh, rune shapes. Yes. That, uh, so I can tell if it's a cursed, damp, sweaty rune versus a lightning fungus, you know, sweaty rune. rune. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, which gives you no information picking it up and uh, looks boring to read. Like it's like picking up a Borderlands gun, and I hate the way those work um, in this game. That's a, again Bloodborne bummers, man. Um, but anyway, so, so you move through here, picking up the pace. Uh, the, ne- the next boss is the uh, the blood starved beast. Uh, with a dip, again, they're recontextualizing the arena yeah. by giving him a, a mytha, you know, the baleful queen kind of arena of a, of a poison yeah. lake. I don't know why, but like Bloodstar, Bloodstar Beast, my jam, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I like, I, I tried out the, uh, the, the, the throwing the pungent blood cocktails this time mm-hmm. just to, just to see how it worked. But like, no, I can just like go in and visceral attack him. Like it, it yeah. this, this, this was easy breezy, man. Yeah, he's not he's not so bad coming back. Like Jeremy uh played with through this part of the game with me, so we like dominated, you know, because yeah, having co op yeah. makes this really easy. And Jeremy's and was, a champ. Like Jeremy's a champ and I was inarguably overleveled <laughs> uh for for where I was in the game. Um but this guy is is not so bad. I'm gonna be curious when like in a year when I feel like replaying Bloodborne, how the if I bounce off the Bloodstar Beast again, or if I think mm. he's hard. You know, or if I've just kind of figured him out. Yeah. I don't um, know. Um, layer, layer three, three. Um, is where they really start hitting you with the spiders. This is where it gets egregious. Um, and specifically, like there are, there's a door that you can open up, like right across from the spawn area, that just mm-hmm. uh, has a bell ringing uh, maiden behind it, and she summons these red ultra spiders to just walk through that door and fuck you. Well, here's the thing, right? So the ultra spiders, one, there's not, as far as I can tell, there isn't a limit to how many ultra spiders there can be. Right. Two, they aggro you before the door is open. They don't mm-hmm. need line of sight to aggro. Yep. So like what happens is, you know, if you wait long enough to open that door, mm-hmm. there's just going to be like six spiders there because she just keeps doing it, you know, <laughs> just keeps adding them. And it's really annoying. <laughs> like nothing aggros you outside of line of sight in these games, but for some reason, the red spiders do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and also um, uh, here it's a bottleneck, and they can attack through those because yeah. of their long arms. So yeah, um, like the 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 pro move, at least how I tried to do it, would be to open up the door and then run and kill the uh, uh, kill the bell ringing maiden. But it would never work for me. And there's a way around yeah. to it, but by the time you get to her, there are just way too many spiders to deal with anyway. Yep, and the bell ringing maidens uh, respawn. <laughs> which like i feel like they shouldn't like just nope. getting to that should be that should be the test things that spawn shouldn't respawn yeah like yes the things that spawn other enemies yeah for sure um this is also where they introduce drop traps too um yeah which uh in this case dropped me right down into the middle of a huge group of the female uh beasts and they just took turns hitting me comboing me stun locking me until i died yeah, because being stunlock uh, really makes sense for the combat system in this game. Um, you know, if you don't hit first, you might as well not hit at all. Um, yeah, and then on to the the boss of this, um, which is the the abhorrent beast. Yeah, yeah. Fuck this thing. This is a nightmare. I I ended up Jeremy and me just kind of steamrolled it. Like okay. I, I like I could I I could I could see why it would be really really hard. This is one of the only fights I haven't fought solo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's uh, it is it is just crazy. Um, this is the mm-hmm. thunder thunder elemental. This is uh, what you can end up fighting if you uh, attack the beggar in uh, the uh, the forbidden forest on top of the windmill hut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, except this one has lightning powers. Yes, um, and just incredibly aggressive. And he's like not big enough to be uh to to, to be slow, but he's not small enough to not hit like a freight train. So this yeah. ended up being uh, being terrible, and I couldn't summon really any co-op for this. Yeah, 
And so. he's also not small. He's also not small enough to like not fill up your camera. Like right. if you're behind him, he's just got so many like, you know, static. Like he looks <laughs> like he's he's touching one of those science balls oh, yeah. from a kid's science museum um, <laughs> all the time and just made his fur stick up. Yeah. Um, so that's always going to be in your face if you're close to him. Yeah. But again, like I like I just, you know, I was lucky to have help and just kind of pounded him. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I definitely take your word for it that he's kind of a pain in the dick. Yeah. So, um, so hey, lower Loren, maybe it's going to be a little bit more intense. Maybe there's going to be uh, uh, some new enemies, something to kind of heighten the challenge. Nope, it's the same thing, except maybe it's darker, or maybe that's something my imagination created so I would have something so to you, put in to the so, notes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, it can't just be the same filter over the no. same always we've been going through, right? <laughs> with with one extra little bit of cliff, you know? <laughs> Which, like, that little cliff thing, we didn't talk about it, but there's a big chasm with bridges that go across mm-hmm. it here, um, similar to where there's that there's that area that recalls the great swamp mm-hmm. earlier and it's like okay you know this recalls better games um <laughs> they're not better games better areas uh but like that just ends up making uh navigation really confusing mm-hmm. for me um and i was thinking about like why the navigation was confusing and like part of me is like oh this is a labyrinth like it's okay for it to be confusing but the reason why it's confusing is because it is so undesigned <laughs> like certain like you'd have like from a lifetime of playing video games you'll have certain kind of principles in mind as far as the way uh, mazes or complexes are laid out, mm-hmm. you know, like usually you can kind of assume a, a, like a certain amount of symmetry. Um, you can assume that like uh, things will uh, like will branch off. Like when you first get to the first room and it has three branches, those are going to end up in three different distinct spokes or kind of, uh, you know, that each have a terminus where there's something useful there or loop back to the beginning. All those assumptions you make aren't true in the chalice dungeons like you can go there's a I don't remember which one it is, but there's a room where there's like you go into the first room. There are three exits. One of the exits just loops around and leads to the other exit yeah. with nothing in it. Like, <laughs> what is happening? Um, what, like, what is that? So it, the, those bridges made it really confusing, though, because mm-hmm. like, everything looks the same. And I wasn't sure where I was at, whether I was on, like, the right side of the bridge or the left side of the bridge. Oh, yeah, I wasn't sure. And, you know, you're, you're going to crisscross. So you'll cross the bridge, and then you'll go through a couple of little hallways. And you'll come out, like, on a lower bridge a couple, uh, you know, a couple of meters down the room mm-hmm. right and then you cross again and you cross back and eventually it's like uh, okay is a okay i flipped this coin three times what's going to come up right mm-hmm. like it's, it's hard to keep track of which side you're on which side is um, um closest to the goal um if you've pulled the uh lever do i have to just like run back and jump off the bridge onto the lower one in order to get back here i'm on the same side as the door or is this just going to be a treasure room like ah man yeah, usually if I if I pulled the lever, I would just kill myself just to go back to the beginning. Like, what what does it matter? I don't want to go back through this shit. I don't want to get lost on my way back. Um, so anyway, so this first layer, um, you fight the Lauren Silver Beast, which again is the is the that street doesn't go both ways. Like, I fought these <laughs> things before. They, why are they bosses now? I fought these things in more challenging arenas. Yeah, like the, like the run like, up the run up to the Nightmare of Mensis is a very hard place to fight these. Yeah. <laughs> so like again, it's just it's it's a reverse, and you know you could argue like you're maybe you're supposed to run into him here, but is is the chalice dungeon really the in, like the the introduction you want for any monster? No, in this game, like no, like you want it to show up in its actual environment rather mm-hmm. than where it's been copy pasted in this yeah. like weird padding thing, and and so you know it's either it's level appropriate mm-hmm. and uh, insignificant, or it's like part of a bigger design, but it's it's you know yeah uh, uh, yeah. No, this is a, this this is a a layer five dungeon or a level five dungeon, depth five, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the first one we've done, um, and the guide specifically calls out and says, "Yeah, you need to be like level one twenty or one thirty, whereas it recommends yeah. you want to be at level like eighty to beat uh, to beat the final boss of the main game." 
Yeah. So like this is very much post game content at this point. Yeah. Or you know, and again, get good. Like I beat this before I, I I beat this before I got to Amigdala. That doesn't make any sense, but I did it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't. There's nothing to like. If the idea is you're supposed to just kind of be dipping in and out of these, there's no guidance for that. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's nothing that that says that <laughs> uh, other than the guide. But there's nothing in game. There's nothing diegetic that suggests that you should be like other than when you get the chalices. But because you get the chalices from other chalices so often, like there's nothing that says you shouldn't just run through all of Lauren. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're able to run through all of Lauren. So if like the argument is like, oh, you're just supposed to be doing these every 10 levels or so when you're appropriate like there's nothing to indicate that mm-hmm. well no gary um, just at the at the beginning of every level there's a door that can't open up unless you go into the respective chalice get the key and then bring it back yeah <laughs> um layer two um this is when we start running into the uh, the keeper of the old lords uh mm-hmm. which we've run into one of these before i think yeah we have um yeah with the, with their two dogs yeah um and this is the non-boss version yeah but uh they're always a serious encounter these things are hard um their dogs are goofy maniacs <laughs> and and are really hard and can stun lock you pretty easily to death um so kind of aggroing one dog at a time was really my goal whenever i ran into one of these things mm-hmm. um with with varying degrees of success yeah there was a the, the game did a kindness i never encountered these like on the critical path it was almost always if i walked into a big kind of optional treasure room um mm. or not even like a treasure room like here's some kin blood i guess go nuts yeah Woo-hoo. <laughs> um yeah and then you fight at the end you fight another abhorrent beast yeah like <laughs> so we just ab- did that abhorrent beast regular enemy from the main game and then the same thing again in a slightly yeah. different arena <laughs> okay yeah it's just like do, do people are listening to this like there are people who are listening to this who would never have done the chalices can, can you see how like how random this feels like how <laughs> how just like weird and like throwing a dart at a dartboard this feels like as mm-hmm. far as design like and that's not why people like FromSoft. like everything is so <laughs> that's, intentional that's like, not why we like FromSoft. yeah totally that's not why we like them is like is they specifically they don't do this mm-hmm. and here they are doing it for you know 14 hours of, of cole's life and 10 to 12 of mine <laughs> yep. um layer three um more traps yep um, uh but they bring the pendulums back we haven't seen that since like upper thumaru yeah so again i i like them in in you know sends, in sends because sends is, is specifically antagonistic mm-hmm. here it's like people probably have to walk by this <laughs> like in in real life it's supposed to be a city like when when did the the traps come up before <laughs> or after the sand reclaimed the city <laughs> you know like none of it makes any sense um i'm just picturing spec ops at this point <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How many people were alive in Lauren before you showed up, <laughs> yeah. Walker? Um, yeah. But um, uh, the boss of Layer 3, oh, hey, it's our friend Parl. How's it going, yeah. buddy? Yeah, Dark, Dark Beast Carl shows up. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, again, it's just copy-pasted. Like, it's yeah. not cool. Like, he's he's still Parl, so he's still... All the things that are true of Parl are still true. Yeah. But it's not particularly cool or satisfying to run into him again. It's a big four-legged you know? beast that mimics, you know, a, a, a very bland Sith or a less fuck you um, uh, Vanguard the Royal Rat or whatever. Yeah. Authority the and, Royal Rat. And like the whole, like Parl, when we saw him before, there was all these kinds of things like, oh, maybe this guy is tied into uh, the guy who invented the, the Tonatrus, mm-hmm. you know, and this idea, because that's supposed to 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 emulate his his you know, the electricity from him. And that could still be true. Like that guy could have gotten him or got the dark beast from, from yeah. layer three of Lauren or what have you. Mm-hmm. But like, then it makes me think, why is he in, 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 uh, <laughs> Yara Ghoul? 
Well, you know, so, <laughs> I, can, you, can you remind can, me? Did we figure yeah, that out? Yeah, we, we we figured that out, and that like that this is one of the few things that actually has like a lot of text around it. So in Archibald, any um, item that relates to Archibald, so either his badge or the Tonatrice or Tiny Tonatrice, he was like a Tesla figure who was just really enamored by these dark beasts, which are kind of the one of the last kind of evolutions of the uh, of the beast scourge. So you know, as they kind of transfer through this, they turn into wolf-like creatures and they eventually lose a whole bunch of their flesh and they get more and more electrified and they're considered to be truly undead so that's why like the lore and silver beasts are um you know they have those like those electricity attacks right around the time they kind of go a little bit more feral and drop their torches okay. or whatever um so this is actually like a natural thing that um that archibald was fascinated with um, and studied and used to create his uh, his stuff. So the Dark Beast Parle is likely um, uh, like a like a member of the church who transformed. And Archibald was like, "All right, well, I'm going to keep you here until you go Dark Beast on me, so I can do my research." Like he was a research yeah. subject. Okay, yeah. I guess that makes and sense. And so this is this is this isn't called Dark Beast Parle um, down here. Yeah. It's the Loran Dark Beast. Which again, yeah. this is this is if not the source, um, at least an earlier example uh, or, or an earlier cycle of the of the beast scourge kind of showing up. So it makes sense that like the beast that has been around the longest, or their their kind of version of of, uh, of clergy who was kind of uh, partaking in the blood and transforming the way they did, would end up like this. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. It's still not that fun of a fight, but it's not <laughs> egregious. It's just copy paste, copy paste. Yeah, um, but. Uh, <laughs> To make the critical path to get the 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 chalice that ends the the chalices and lets you fight the cool optional final boss, um, we have to go into the cursed Thumeru defilement uh, chalices. <laughs> so, like a defile dungeon, the whole like it, it's two things, right? Like, is this has two properties, or is it just that? Like, I know it cuts your HP in half. The fact that every boss has a quadrillion hit points mm-hmm. is that like a property of like it's defiled, so you're. Your your curse so you're at half health is the defiled part the reason why they have a billion hit points I think so or, okay it so you have half health here mm. um, which has a lot of different like um, kind of ramifications that maybe you hadn't considered like when I first went there I was like half health I'm like oh that sucks but I just need to be really Johnny on the spot with the blood vials because my blood vials heal like a lot of hit points <laughs> so like yes i'll be at half health but i bet you my blood vials will more or less fill me up nope it's a percentage you never realize it's that a, yep exactly <laughs> like it, it it just means that the uh, uh you know because I, I thought like oh that's kind of a cool way to change encounters like i might have to be a little bit more defensive because i always have to be ready to back off uh no um it just it just plays like just a harder version it's just a numbers thing it's a, as mm-hmm. if every number was four times as much against your favor <laughs> yep. between your health and the enemies having more HP and hitting harder. Mm-hmm. Like it's not just cu- cutting your, your HP in half, like enemies hit really hard here. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it means is like, like these bosses, we'll talk about them each in turn, but they, they it's just so easy for them to one shot you. Yeah. Like I was one shot multiple times by all of these bosses. Yeah. Like many, many times. There's not going to be really any detail about the, uh, about the levels here Mm -hmm. honestly everything we've said about previous uh kind of instances of this um still holds true it's still way too easy to get staggered like yeah yeah, it's just uh like it it is there's less distance between you and a loading screen yeah is 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 the thing like you get staggered by three spiders before and maybe those spiders hit you five times to kill Mm -hmm. you now they hit you twice to kill you yeah but they're still staggering you you still don't have any place to put in inputs Mm -hmm. while they're doing it so it's like and that just happens a lot the actual individual levels of these 
these sections didn't bother me nearly as much as the bosses. Yeah. Um, the bosses, I think, are really problematic. Um, starting with the Keeper of the Old Lords. Um, <laughs> or Keeper of the... Is it Keeper... You have Keeper of the Old Ones in the... Uh, yeah, Keeper the of the Old Lords. That was just a, a slip okay. on my part. Yeah. Um, so we fought this before. Um, this is the Pyromancer Lady. Mm-hmm. Um, minus her dogs. Um, which is like... It starts off like as a cool duel fight. Like, I remember liking this fight. Mm-hmm. The first time we run into her. Oh, yeah. Um, no, it's great. It, like, it's it's like a hunter fight. Yeah, which is cool. Like, I like those. I like being able to do visceral attacks. The thing is, is when the consequences for missing a visceral attack are death, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do visceral attacks. No, no. I just like, want to dodge right attack and then, and then step and then back. back off and do that yep. forever and just hope that I outlast this person. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, like, yes, I know how to do visceral attacks. But, like, one... Um, you know, it's easy to make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. But two, like that memorization thing can't be understated where like certain attacks that look like they can be visceral or can be countered cannot. Mm-hmm. So like you're making a little bit of a gamble or you're just wasting a lot of time and deaths learning the very specific tells. Like she has a, a pyromancy that looks a lot like her pulling her sword mm-hmm. out. If she's doing her sword, then you can visceral attack her. If she's doing the pyromancy, she gets hit, but she doesn't get stunned she immediately counterattacks. Like she has like an auto auto counterattack mm-hmm. that happens while you're still in the animation of hitting her. <laughs> like she doesn't stagger. Yeah. And then depending on what combo she does there, you will die. Yeah. Like if she does something that just stunlocks you, you'll die. So like you want me to be aggressive. You want me to be up in people's faces and aggressive. You can't one shot me. Like it can't like you had to like being able to make mistakes is a big part of games. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like, I can't think of a video game that doesn't allow you to make mistakes. Like you should be able to make mistakes. That's a game design thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like you have to let players learn without having the consequence be like this discouraging, you know, like a loading screen and death and a loading screen and death death in the dozens. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not just like a few times you die. Like it's, you know, not so much. The keeper was hard for me, but not nearly as hard as the watchdog. And the watchdog, like, I mean, I thought I was estimating like 15 or something. And my, my roommate, Will, was watching the entire time. He's like, no, it was a lot more than that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, so it was like, what, 20, 25, more than I've died on any, like any, the top two to three bosses in the main game. Mm-hmm. Or at least, yeah, the, the top three bosses in the main game, I died more to like these bosses. Yeah. Or, you know, or the, or the watchdog. Like, it's just, it's just frustrating. Mm-hmm. You know, like, again, like the one shot deaths, like are not fun. Like it's not, it's not good game design. There's no tolerance for failure. And the thing is they did it backwards in terms of the mm-hmm. arena, right? So uh, the, at least for this one, the Keeper of the Old Lords, um, <laughs> at least here, when you first fight the Keeper, has the dogs, okay, cool. I'm happy there's no dogs here. However, it's in a circular arena. And this is something they actually do is they swap it out for arena um, 13C, um, in the uh, in the file manager there, um, <laughs> yeah. which is uh, kind of similar to the old heroes arena, which has uh, which has the you know the big long hall with uh, with the pillars, and those pillars are just wide enough that um, you'll you'll break lock on, yeah. <laughs> as you go around them, and also it provides just just so much kind of like visual chaff, so much stuff in between you that it's hard to kind of maintain visibility to know when to dodge. Because even though the the, the combos are going to do you in regardless, um, the, the pyromancy is not a slouch either. Yeah, no, the pyromancy was what often got me, like specifically the combustion. 
mm-hmm. that she does um, one shot me until I put on all of my fire resistance. Oh, yeah. I, like, I was dressed up like her. Yeah. Like, in, including I had to go back and switch out my goddamn runes because why can you not switch out runes <laughs> in the fucking level? What a terrible idea that is. And like this was, you know, leading me to a rune thing. Like, what are there any runes in Bloodborne that are fun to use? Like, remember when rings could be kind of fun? Like, they would change your movement set mm-hmm. or, like, change your equip loads. You could look different and do different fashion souls. All of them are, like, goddamn Borderlands armor. <laughs> like, it's just, like, plus percentage, you know, defense of this. Mm-hmm. Like, none of them are fun. Like, I, I am just, like, stacking up on blood, blood vial ones, mm-hmm. you know, so I could have 20, 27 blood vials yeah. here. Um, but none of them are fun to use. No, you no. know, like, the weird, like, the, the, the ring of uh, a favor and protection, which, like, super powerful, but had this cool you know, uh, kind of downside to it. Like rings used to be fun. Rings are fun. <laughs> runes are stupid. Like runes are not interesting. Um, there, there, there are cool runes in the, uh, in the, in the DLC. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's what I was going to say. There's two of them that are super cool. <laughs> and that's what, you know, that's what, again, the DLC just fixing DLC as, as apology, the, the, you know, the Gary Butterfield, like heart, you know, soapbox I like to stand on. Like, um, but I had to put on all of my fire stuff to not get one shot by that. Mm-hmm. If I didn't get one shot, I would get 90% shot. And mm-hmm. that just meant running away and healing. So like so much of this fight was just running away from he- running away from healing, running away and healing. Mm-hmm. And then when I would try not to do that and be like, no, no, this is Bloodborne. I should be aggressive. You know, I would have like Jeremy or Allison on my shoulder being like, no, you just got to be aggressive, be aggressive. <laughs> um, I would do it. And then just one slip up or one, you know, just, you know, I would just die and it just became not worth it. Like. It it just wasn't worth like engaging the game the way that it felt like it wanted me to do it, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it just gets worse as we go through the bosses. So like this one's bad, mm-hmm. but eventually you get through it. You Wait ain't seen nothing two. yet. Yeah, you ain't seen nothing yet because it just just keeps going on. <laughs> this, this this watchdog of the old lords, like <laughs> like this is this is probably the most I died to the, in the game. Um, we fought this guy before. He's like a crocodile fire dog. Um, I think it's kind of, a I love that beer. Design. It's a little bit too yeah, happy yeah, for me. But... Yeah. Crocodile fire dog. Yeah. Um, I think he looks stupid. Mm-hmm. I think his face looks stupid, but like, <laughs> he's... Now you're just being childish. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I, I think he's <laughs> no. not, a, I don't think he's a cool design. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, at least he's unique, um, in that respect. And we fought dog, like dog monsters. For some reason, the souls games are where you, where you kill dogs because <laughs> dog shaped monsters are a real thing uh-huh. in, uh, in these games. But he takes everything about the keeper and adds bad camera to it. Mm-hmm. So like if I'm behind him hitting his leg, which is how you beat him, I don't know when you're winding up for that uh, charge or you're winding up for that AOE dog. Mm-hmm. Like I, I can't tell cause I can't see your face because yeah. the camera is just fire, <laughs> you know, and I'm not locked on. It's just the, my entirety of my screen is filled up with your fucking thigh, mm-hmm. you know? So how am I supposed to know when you do one of these well. things that one shots me? Like, the, the, this has to be made specifically for co-op because, uh, I, in my experience, in my experience, like, we really benefited from co-op. The way we got around that was Jeremy was kind enough to help me. Like, I left work early one day because I knew I was going to have to just play all of this. And Jeremy was was home, and he was kind enough to, uh, to, to to help me out with this. And he's like, all right, so what we got to do is we got to trade aggro, right? Yeah. And, you know, we had voice chat on. And it's like, okay, I'll, I'll draw him over here. There's a great, uh, there's a great NPC, NPC summon for this, the Queen Killer. 
Oh yeah, um, that guy. Yeah, yeah, who uh, uses the wheel and uh, has the executioner hat on. Yeah, he's cosplaying as uh, as Alfred. Except he's shirtless. It's great. Yeah, so, yeah, he's naked Alfred. He's sexy party Alfred. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Um, but uh, so <laughs> what would happen is we would trade aggro, and the person who was like heading back and and healing up, like at, le- at least I did this. I would call and say, "Okay, he's charging up," or "Oh, dodge left, mm-hmm. right, something like that." Just trying to like call it out, like just getting some distance so we could actually just discern what his animation was you were playing the camera that you needed to have to fight this boss effectively yeah you had to bring in a pinch camera mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's ridiculous yeah it was basically keep talking or keep talking and nobody explodes yeah nobody gets nobody gets burnt to a crisp yeah or that fucking charge that he has which i think has the abritus problem where it'll hit yeah. you twice you and get double uh, shot yeah that. it's a it's a it's a super like a super uh shallow wind up to it yeah that he does yeah, like, you can like do it really fast yeah like rear back flame puff and he's across the entire arena I think in the AI of him, it's coded as a defensive maneuver mm-hmm. is the reason why it's so quick because he I couldn't bait him into doing it very well. Like if he was far enough away, I could dodge and get some hits in. I don't am baiting him into it. I think it's something he does to get away from when you are attacking him enough. Oh, wow. Like after you fight these bosses enough time, you start really seeing the strings of like how their AI <laughs> is controlled. And all I don't want to do that. I don't want to. No, that. I don't want that either. Like it's it, that is not a good thing. That's not. You know, I don't want to know that I'm playing a program. Like, I want to learn yeah. it, but I don't want to, like, I, I don't want to be able to, like, force him into certain behaviors. No, that's, I mean, that, then you get, then you're in, in Lobos Jr. territory, which, like, I love that he wants to do that. I love watching him do that, but mm-hmm. that's a, a level that I don't really want to appreciate these games on. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of these fights, and, and we're going to run into it um, with uh, uh, the Thumerian Descendant a lot, happened with the Keeper of the Old Lords, it happens with Watchdogs, is after you get a certain number of hits, it, they have an automatic, like, backup or escape. Mm-hmm. thing that happens that they can't be staggered out of right um just like lest you stunlock them like the game wants you to be able to do in the rest <laughs> of the game so i think his charge is part of that ai routine except it kills you so like when when the keeper of the old what old lords like backs up it doesn't kill me it's just annoying and it makes the fight take forever mm-hmm. um when the watchdog does it it does kill me and uh if you're if you're going in with just the the npc summon like i brought in queen killer as well um he dies quick <laughs> like he stands in lava like a real idiot <laughs> and uh and and just makes you have like super so all of the i couldn't you know it wouldn't work when i had people with me same thing with the with the next fight i tried to bring in npc summons and they just died too quickly yeah to make it worth it so it's like i had to get through it and it doesn't feel like i feel like i memorized it but i memorized it 10 fights before i actually beat it <laughs> so there were there were nine fights of me memorizing it and doing nothing wrong just having bad luck. Like nine is too many for bad luck. You know? Oh, I'm sorry that you're going to have to quit the show because you're not good enough to talk about Bloodborne yeah. Souls. Wow. I was I was tweeting like Bonfire said chat's over, man. Chalice <laughs> Dungeons killed it. Well, no, you have to, Chalice... <laughs> no, you just no have to. Show. I mean, you just have to hand in your, uh, you just have, like you're not, I mean, I'm not good enough either. We're no, going to have to get some real deep bros here. <laughs> it's cool. Like I'm, I'm way into it. I don't like these games anymore. <laughs> um, so, so moving on and still, still bullshit. Like, so next thing is Amygdala, which like we fought Amygdala before, but just not with the numbers cranked up this much. And like right. just cranking up the numbers is not interesting. No. Like that's not a cool way to add challenge to a boss. Like I kind of like it when they change the arena. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it's, it's not, you know, if I didn't like the boss before, I'm not going to like it with the new arena, but that's at least something mm-hmm. just saying like, what if it was Amygdala, but more so mm-hmm. is not very cool. Yeah. is not very interesting. Like we didn't like Smelter too. Like, why do people give give Bloodborne a pass for the shit? Like, Smelter 2 was terrible, but this is like that, but like twice as much, three times yeah. as much. 
and and the uh <laughs> the, the the amount to which her hp is cranked up um kind of reveals a real like problem with the fight which is you just can't damage her 80 percent of the time yeah like normally like, yeah. with most with most bloodborne bosses if you're tenacious you can get into an advantageous position however because it's a big spider that has these legs that are up and can just move around there, there are just times where it can hurt you but you can't hurt it most of the time yeah you know, it can, you can hurt, it can hurt you and you can't hurt it because it's back legs are super armored for some reason. Mm -hmm. There's actually, I didn't, I wasn't going to be able to beat this. I died a thousand times, but I found an AI uh, exploit online mm -hmm. that you can do. So if anyone's struggling with this, um, you need to wait for her to do the thing where she slams down, resist the urge to punch her in the face, <laughs> um, go around and get about three tumba widths away from <laughs> her tail. And then when she jumps, don't move and charge your R2 attack. And when she lands, you'll hit her in the face. Oh, wow. And then, then it's now your task to not get hit by her counterattack that happens when she stands up and get to her tail again. <laughs> so it, it takes forever. It's like super tedious. But it was the only way I could do it because I was going through and just kind of waiting for her to slant, do her, her slantrum, you know, slantrum, slam tantrum, <laughs> and then punching her in the face. But when she rips her arms off and they gain the magic attack, you start getting one shot by them. Yeah. Um, like I would get knocked down by one and then the other one would hit me while I'm down. <laughs> I shouldn't take damage while I'm down. That hasn't been a thing. And people, when we, we talked about Gascoigne, people were like, Gary, you don't take damage while you're down. Yes, you do. I watched it happen like 10 times where I would hit, I would, it would hit me. I'd fall down. My HP would go down a certain amount. And then the other hand would hit a beat later and the rest of my HP would go away. Like you take damage while you're on the ground. That's why you take damage twice from a Breedus. Like it happens in the game. I'm not making it up. Um, so it just, it took so long to beat this boss and it was just not, it was the kind of thing where it became not easy, but like doable, but boring, mm -hmm. which is not a good alternative to impossible <laughs> and bore and frustrating. Yeah. Jeremy had the patience of a saint with me. I died for so many stupid reasons on both of these fights. Um, yeah. And he came in and he he really helped out. And he was like, okay, well, you know, we're just going to come back. Like, we were real close that time. We're going to get it this time. You know, he never he never got upset. And neither did I because, like, we got to do it. I just felt bad that I was wasting his time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's super rough. Like, this, this these things suck. All three yeah. of these fights suck. It's it's the worst content in, in Soulsborne <laughs> are these three three boss fights. And it's just because it's throwing every like we just did like a talk on cool design things that Souls games do. <laughs> yep. And one of the central things of that is like, hey, these games have a reputation for being difficult. That's not what's cool about them. <laughs> right. Like that's in the marketing. And that's what like people who are not I feel like not thinking about the games enough or like not. You know, that's the surface thing mm -hmm. that you take away from Souls. But you start looking at it and really examining it like there's so much more to it. And this is them throwing that out the window. Mm -hmm. Like all of like the all of the lessons of Lordron are, are out the window <laughs> to just be, you know, like Captain Bloodborne's remedial class in, <laughs> in, in difficulty. Like this is fucking this is this is this is a uh, 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 sub lords of the fallen shit. <laughs> Shots fired. Like th this is this is I would have rather been playing Lords of the Fallen <laughs> than finding these like very much so. <laughs> like, yeah, I I can't think of much else outside of like abject suffering material that I would rather play. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 they're less rather play. Yeah, less yeah. rather play. There we go. They're fucking bullshit. Um, <sighs> so we're good, like, I'm glad you arranged notes this way to do to the great ease uh, chalice first because mm -hmm. I actually did this last, but you can do it now. Yeah. Um, um, it makes a little bit of sense. Like I want to finish it with the real big lore hit, but, uh, this is the chalice that you get when you fight a at the, uh, at the altar of despair. Yep. And here, here's the thing. 
comparatively, I kind of like this chalice. Oh, yeah. Comparatively. No, comparatively. Especially after coming off of the Cursed Defilement, because, like, I felt like I was training a double gravity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was I was super strong. I had my hit points back. One thing that's true is that it's not very enemy dense. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this actually has moments of quiet. <laughs> which is like something that's in the main game but is not at all in, in chalices where like just copy paste a thousand things and just mm-hmm. that's it um this actually has like long stretches with no enemies and this is the one place out of all of them where i think the kind of filter works oh yeah because it's crazy <laughs> like the filter is so cool and weird um so that they are everything is kind of blue and covered with this alien fungus yeah but there's also these kind of spores floating through the air that for every once in a while, it makes it look like you're seeing through the wall mm-hmm. into the cosmos. Yep. And it's really cool looking. Yeah. Like I, this is the time, this is the time where, uh, Chalice has got their aesthetics, right? Mm-hmm. Like this actually looks awesome. And this is what I would have wanted from all of them. Yeah. And it's such a small portion of what you do. <laughs> I know. Right. This is the Chalice that I like was looking forward to the, the like the most, like this, mm-hmm. the, like this feels like the climax or like it ought yeah. to have been like, like let's, let's climb down through this and make it get weirder and weirder. Did you ever play, um, um, final fantasy, the after years? Um, I played the first episode. Okay. Um, eventually you get to the other moon. Yeah, spoil, okay. spoilers for this game that nobody really wants to play besides me um <laughs> like you're, which you're the only person who likes so, yeah. <laughs> but you get you get to the you get to the other moon like the red moon is what you went to in the first one and like the first couple of levels are like a repeat or like a mirroring of the uh the dungeons that you went to in uh in the original final fantasy 4 and you get down to where you fought zeromas and then there's a door and you just keep going and you're mm-hmm. venturing deeper and deeper into the into the um into the moon Mm-hmm. And it's like getting like mossier and wilder and then it gets more scientific and technological. Like I wanted that. Like I wanted mm-hmm. it to like every layer down would like tell a little bit more about this, about like the 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 archaeology that was going on here. And and lest anyone think that this does that, it doesn't. No, it's no, that's that what cool. I wanted. Yeah. Okay. Like <laughs> I thought you were saying that's what you wanted from all the other chalices. Yeah. Like, the, like and this does that, but it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Like, but like in my mind when I was thinking, okay, well at least I've got great eyes to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's like a it's a tributary. Like it's just this yeah. tiny little thing that you go off onto and like, hey, that's neat. I know it could root dungeon forever, but like. There's nothing new here aside from the way that it looks and the fact that you fight kin with a little bit greater frequency. So like as much as I love the uh, like the aesthetic of this and definitely those moments of quiet, it's a real letdown. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not good. It's <laughs> like when I say comparatively, I just really mean comparatively. Mm-hmm. So the uh, yeah, it it is not uh, it's not very special, but it looks it looks kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like screenshots of it look cool. And the enemy density being lower is good. And this actually has lore significance, mm-hmm. which is not true. Like it's hard to say like what the hinter tombs, what their <laughs> lore significance is, but the great East chalice is kind of neat. Like this is where, so we talked about the choir in the episode with, with Allison. Um, and this is uh, brought to the surface from the, from the people Bergenworth when they found it. Um, and this is where they got a from. Yeah. This is how they got audience with the Britus. Um, We talked about a Britus then, um, there've been, I've read some reports and stuff where people like now there are some people who think, um, that a is not, uh, one of the actual old ones that this is like, a, she was an ascended through Marion. Hmm. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, that stuff. I think I read that just in order to give credit. I think that that was, um, uh, uh updated pale blood hunt hmm. for the DLC, which is pretty good. Like it's, I don't agree with everything that's in there, but it, it's good. Nice. And, uh, if you're you know listening to this, you should read it. Um, yeah. and, uh, 
But I think that's that's his theory, and I've seen that in another couple other places yeah. as well. I could see that, um, like the way you yeah. ascend at the end of the game in one of the endings. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, this is where they got Abrita. So at the very least, it's an an origin point for somebody who's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, the actual levels are more of the same. None none of the bosses are very cool. No. Um, you know, going through uh the uh, boy, I didn't see this. You have a there's a teleport trap. Yeah, there are rings that you can step into, and then um, oh, the uh, messengers will like r- r- reach out and grab you and pull you into the ground, and you'll come out somewhere else. Oh, I I didn't have that happen. Yeah, boy, teleport traps are that's like uh, like Fantasy Star Two. <laughs> I had the beholder shit. Yeah, I liked the like, aesthetic of it. I was like, oh wow, that's like I, I liked it better than just dropping through the floor, which I think is effectively yeah. what it did. Yeah, I, I never I never got those. That's pretty neat though. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, again, visually kind of neat. Um, but the bosses are no great shakes. Yeah. Um, first when you fight Brain Sucker, again, you're doing these in the opposite order. And you know <laughs> that we've fought Brain Suckers by now because we have to get to a Breedust in order to, to get this. <laughs> um, but yeah, just having something, you know, is our regular enemy. I'm not scared by Brain Suckers. <laughs> um, yeah. I had a little bit of trouble dodging this, maybe because of the arena. But I, Yeah. Yeah. Um, the second boss is a Celestial Emissary, but just the giant version. None, none of the, mm-hmm. the kids. Yeah. Um, which this was another one of the bosses where I realized like, oh, he can hit me from 360 degrees around him. <laughs> yep. Like he, he reaches behind him a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Bloodborne does not want you to get behind its enemies. No. Um, but then finally, um, you know, you get to the layer three. Um, there's actually kind of like uh, some new rooms. We didn't talk about this showed up earlier, but there's a room with like a big melted stone in the middle mm-hmm. and a big uh, elevator. Yeah. Yeah. That goes up. Um, with people down below mining, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of cool. Yeah, we saw that in the Hinter Tomb, like the yeah. uh, the different people uh, expanding that. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, something kind of neat pops up here in the treasure hole um, off to one of the sides. There's a hunter, which I don't remember finding before. Like an they, they've been around. Enemy. Well, okay. th- that's how um, I got the Beast Claw. Oh, was, really? Was through, yeah, through finding the they're fighting a hunter on the way to it. Huh. Um, you know, I mean, I think there's different paths to get to him, but there's one in like a big hallway hmm. on the way over there that has the beast claw and yeah. then you can go get the beast claw. Yeah. This um, is, the, this is definitely the first one that I, that I encountered. Um, you can it, summon him too. Like, oh, uh, yeah. the, the exact same guy shows up to summon later. It's the same, you fight him and he's oh, got like, the, um, the, the great sword, mm-hmm. the, the, the Holy blade and, uh, the Rosemarius and, uh, you can actually summon him, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, but I like that he carries the the Rosemaryness because uh, of that link to the church. Like this is mm-hmm. somebody from the from the uh, choir coming down. Yeah, yeah which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I said I fought everybody by myself, I actually had help with me uh, for this Abritus fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you fight Abritus again. Yeah. Um, it's not that different of an arena. It's a little bit smaller. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't really have trouble with her here. I didn't either, but I had two NPC hunters with me. Mm. So it's like we just you know yeah. drew ag- like drag row from her and then i hit her from behind while they hit her from the front yeah um that was really it so she was really easy but that's why yeah so hmm. but yeah that is a disappointing dead end there's not something cooler waiting behind it is it is just yeah, a guess different what you flavor get for, for doing the last <laughs> the last one the ability to do it forever yeah like you get you get the root chalice so it's like just getting a ticket for unlimited lottery tickets that can only give you free tickets <laughs> um and like with, you know people again before people write in when they're like no, no no you do those because you want to get uh really amazing blood gems and and those weird lost uncanny weapons um that feels like a vestigial organ that was made for a more robust pvp scene mm-hmm. like those kind of that kind of optimization is not necessary for the main game um and those kind of like that level of blood gem 
uh, fuck aroundery with mm-hmm. um, is like a PVP thing. It feels like, yeah, like it just isn't necessary for PVE. So like, if you're not doing PVP and like not very many people play Bloodborne for PVP, mm-hmm. um, you don't really need that stuff. Yeah. Like when I see people do amazing damage, it's like it's kind of impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do that damage. I think my biggest you know damage rune is like twenty percent, but I've only got one of them. Um, you know, when I see people do incredible damage. Um, this is how they're doing it is just from doing those chalices. Yeah. You know? And so what I will say about the blood gems and specifically the way the chalices treat them is, um, once I stopped leveling up because I didn't want to level out of any kind of meaningful multiplayer, uh, with this character, because who knows when I'm going to want to do that again. Um, getting the blood gems from the story dungeons was a way to improve the damage after I'd already maxed out. Um, you know, gone to plus 10 and yeah, I'm not going to level my strength anymore. Like I wouldn't do it anyway. Cause I'm at the soft cap, like pr- getting those as another way to feel like you're making progress is good. However, it does have that borderlands weapon problem as the borderland weapons, pro- weapons problem. They, uh, like there's no way to tell how good they are just by glancing at them. Mm-hmm. Like they have that number, but that can mean a lot of different things. You see a cursed one. You don't know what the curse is. Um, putting them on like i didn't remember what shapes i have for my runes for my weapon Mm -hmm. like that ended up being something that was like counterintuitive and kind of annoying to me the entire game you know it's like and i would get they don't have the thing that like other diablo clones do where like you're guaranteed to get a rune you can use Mm -hmm. like you fight a britus and you get that root chalice you also get like a pretty strong arcane gem that only works for some weapons and if you're doing an arcane build Mm -hmm. and like if the idea was for these chalices was like oh you're doing an arcane build arcane build like you want to go down to this chalice because you're gonna get some good shit mm-hmm. like that doesn't really bear out with the rest of them right you know that doesn't feel right like dark souls one had that cool the different spokes based on what upgrade path you're going to do so you go try to find the big like the large ember yeah for for each one this doesn't feel like that no you know other than this one this one specific chalice mm-hmm. um let's let's cruise on Yes. Um, cause we have a lot of responses from people <laughs> and we have to, we have to wrap this up. So the great Thumerian, uh, Ihil, Ihil, uh, chalice, yeah. which is, uh, this is the, the, the climax of these, the story chalices. Yes. Um, this is probably around the, this is around the time where I started having to farm for stuff, which we haven't really talked about. There's a good chance that you're going to get to a new, uh, like, okay, I'm going to place a new thing, but you have to get the materials. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically red jelly here, which you would think, Hey, that's something cool. It's an item. Nope. It's just a material of a mysterious thing found in the, in the, in the dungeons and oh, another wow. mysterious thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I had to, I had to farm for, um, uh, ritual blood four, mm-hmm. um, in order to make the, uh, the defiled one. Yeah. So, and that, that's not fun. If mm-hmm. you've ever uh, tried to do that, like there's all these farming guides online for making this shit. Mm-hmm. And it usually just involves either like going to a specific, um, chalice glyph number and then just fighting the same enemies over and over yep like and again like i like from soft game where games because you don't have to farm mm-hmm. right like that's so antithetical to all of their design philosophy yeah. and now all of a sudden you have to do it again also remember that i had to that i had to make the loran um uh dungeon twice because of the bug yeah um and oof. also i had to make the uh the uh, i had to remake the um defiled dungeon as well because i didn't want to go through a, a glitched version of that so, so many like and, and, like the needing those multiple uh, chalice materials like makes them seem like so the bastard of Lauren mm-hmm. that's evocative right like I've yeah. got this like this Petra or this little mummified baby mm-hmm. that's a thing but doing the thing it turns into accounting if you need two of them <laughs> right like it's like doing spells in Ultima you know like oh I need I need three milkweeds and two cobwebs you know like it, it doesn't having oh this spell doesn't work if I put one mummified baby on it mm-hmm. I need to put two mummified babies minimum for the spell to work. Like, it just makes the whole thing less cool to me. Yeah. 
you know they, again the, the economy for that's fucked mm-hmm. um yeah so that that farming you know suffice it to say absolute shit yeah Nonsense. but but i hill is the uh capital um of uh, thumeria as we said it's named after their king um, and this is revealed by the chalice here. Uh, the early Thumerians, before they kind of lost their way, they were very humble. Uh, but um, as they started getting a bit more cocky, they uh, decided to kind of build themselves a kingdom using the power that they got from them. And so yeah. that's what we have here: Ihil and uh, and uh, Yarnum. Yeah, the king. The king's a real Joseph figure. Mm-hmm. It turns out, like, you know. He's got, <laughs> yeah. got su- super pregs, and, and he's got nothing going on. So, well, I mean, it could have been his idea. I, oh, mean, yeah. I mean, I held like, not he just, just like to watch, like just like yeah, no, he was, I got he, cucked. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, I'm saying, exactly. That, yeah. Gary, you, you know exactly what I was going to say. I was going to go cuck there. So you think I'm joking, but I'm not. I was going to say, I held wanted her to be cucked by mm-hmm. by. Oh gosh, which one are they associated with? Is with no, that that is not a uh, um, Kos. Yeah, Erden. Yes, wanted her yeah. to be cucked by Erden. Yeah, you had to you had to go to uh, uh, Thuvutu. <laughs> dot com to find amateur cuck uh, for 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 your thumerian got fucking needs um anywho um so uh this but visually it's not cool or anything no it's just oh, you're, it's, it's more of the same cool. nope. like it's just like uh, <laughs> what are you doing to me uh, i would have i would have killed for a new just fucking particle effect here <laughs> Like you, you've done it. You've done it to me. All I want is particle effects and nothing. make it like bloody or something like that. Yeah, like, it's just like um, something, anything. And like the the individual levels are bigger here, but like I'm I, I'm a man on a mission. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't I don't care, and I know that the I don't need to make another chalice. Right. So like all of those little tributaries, fuck you. <laughs> I'm not I'm not opening your stupid golden door. Like I don't care how gold it is and how shiny it is. Like I know there's nothing good back there. I'm not opening it. I'm just rushing through. I didn't fight anything um, in this area. Like I mean, I, that's not quite true. I fought a couple things, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I just ran. Yeah. Um. So the first boss. Um. This this sucks. Yeah. This, this is really hard. Um. The Thumerian descendant, which we fought him before. Um. What? Let's go through what makes him suck now. Okay, um, the arena. So yeah, so here's one. A room full of pillars that don't block his projectiles. <laughs> do block yep. How is that like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing, Chalice Dungeons? Like, why put them there if they don't, if they're not there for cover? Like, <laughs> I understand that the, the Soulsborne games are not like cover-based games, but like mm-hmm. every time you've incorporated that, it's worked, mm-hmm. I think. Like, you know, being at the bottom of the archers in Anne Orlando and like taking cover there from their arrows or uh you know again like shrine of amano which is kind of a pain in the ass like oh you're making so many people so mad right now (laughs) i probably am but like that was that worked as far as this idea of like hey there are obstacles and there's an enemy with projectiles like this is what i need to do Mm -hmm. um and then besides shrine of amano is not that hard you just need to get good like I, I, (laughs) I, i can roll through that shit when it's coming from behind me now like i can listen and know when it's about to hit and roll out of the way now yeah um, I was I was I was angrily like complaining about this, and I was just like, I'm just going to go online and beat Fume Knight 20 times on stream <laughs> just to show that out of these games. It's just the way these specific bosses are designed. Like, because like I, I will take Fume Knight 20 times over Watchdog of the Old Lords. Like, mm-hmm. defiled. Um, yeah. But anyway, so like, you can't like you're just like dodging around a pillar because there's a pillar and you dodge around it, and he throws his goddamn. Uh, Shotel's at you, mm-hmm. and it hits you on the way out. Hits you on the way back. Ugh! And they change angles to always go back to him. So like you can dodge it, and he'll sidestep so it goes through you on the back. 
what the hell? <laughs> like, but, but by this uh, point, I just had to laugh. Like, yeah, I, like I knew I had to do it. Like, there's no point being upset. Yeah. <laughs> and so, so his whole thing is he has a shotel and eventually he gets angry and pulls out two shotels. Um, and I just fought him the same way I fought Keeper, where it's just like, wait for him to attack and dodge you know, to his side, hit him. He does an automatic backstep as soon as he gets hit. You can't mm-hmm. stun lock him. Yeah. And then uh, just hope that he tries to backstep into a wall or just then back away and heal if need be. Yeah. And just hope my blood vials outlast him. I had no problem with him the first time we fought him because he's just so he's so eminently parryable. Yeah. But um, now again, there's that consequence. Like he, you don't have half health, but he does a lot more damage mm-hmm. than he did then. Yeah. And you're more likely to, when you do dodge because of those pillars, like they, they're only there to hurt you. <laughs> like usually pillars are in an arena. You're supposed to use them. Like think Ornstein mm-hmm. and smoke, right? Like yeah. that's Ornstein and smoke. Like, yeah, that's a better, if people are mad about the Amana example, <laughs> everybody that's Ornstein and smoke, those pillars are there to stop, you know, Ornstein from shooting lightning at you. Mm-hmm. Through them. Like you use them as cover. They just don't work for you here. Um, anywho. <laughs> tell me about this invisible chest because i did not find it yeah so i was just kind of like me you know trucking around looking for the looking for the lever uh so i could pull it and there were just some notes by a wall and i was like huh is this going to be one of those invisible walls that i've heard about heard so much about in the mm-hmm. news and in parade magazine yes. um and i was like oh is and in the typical broken message thing it's like oh don't lose hope treasure ahead something like that so i checked the wall and i thought it glitched out because like it didn't open up the door or whatever instead i went into the chest opening animation and i came up with a red jelly weird yeah what are your plans for the red jelly you're gonna uh, make a make a certain kind of chalice to go run around in uh i like english muffins a lot gary <laughs> yes, yeah, like, yeah. i'm gonna eat it out of spite yeah red red jelly is is the the one that did the the three little boars song from the 90s <laughs> little boars, little boars. Yeah. some mores make me s'mores um <laughs> the boss of this is a really uh, a real sticking point for people mm-hmm. um and this is a really hard boss in the game people throw that word out there like they say hardest boss in the game um this i don't know if i agree with that but people throw it out there yeah i think i think lawrence and ludwig are harder mm-hmm. to my specific sensibilities yeah then uh bloodletting beast i did die a lot though yeah. um this is second this is bloodletting beast 2 um which i think is kind of it's i think it's too hard and kind of bullshit but i don't hate it i think it's kind of a cool fight yeah um and i'll enumerate why um <laughs> it's headless and what's cool is it can lose you mm-hmm. in the arena which like i'd never seen that before and i didn't read about it mm, and old, if you old hero Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, not in Souls games at all. I meant like looking at this boss online. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that it could lose you, which like one, you know, that quiet dignity thing that Miyazaki likes Mm -hmm. the idea of this headless thing kind of looking around for you, but not being able to see because it doesn't have a head. Mm -hmm. I kind of dig. Yeah. Um, Two, though, and I wasn't able to recreate this, but one time I was able if you get close enough to it to hit it while it's in its looking animation, you stagger it. Mm -hmm. Um, and it and you can do a visceral attack, which I think is really cool. Like this idea of stealth within the fight. And if I had died, uh, like I was on a try and I was like, you know what or I should do is I should try the blue elixir mm-hmm. and see if that does anything in this fight. But I ended up beating him. Mm. So I didn't need to do that. But I'm curious about that. If anybody knows, let us know if the blue elixir actually helps you helps him lose you sooner. Mm. Um, but uh, he's more or less like the old bloodletting beast with more hit points. 
Um, in this really intense second phase. Yeah, so he has this parasite, which gives him an extra move in the first phase, where he kind of, like, opens up the back of his, like, some holes on his back, like a Suriname toad, and sends these mm-hmm. leeches at you. That'll give you rapid poisoning, but that's really like, hard to see. Yeah, so I just, you just go into a into a roll cycle until you, until mm-hmm. it's all, all done. Um, but uh, in the second phase, this uh, gigantic worm uh, pokes out of his head and kind of becomes his head. It's pretty, like, I love the visual design on that, yeah, actually. It's, yeah, it's, it's really, really cool looking. Mm-hmm. like this is this is a cool looking beast boss because it's that weird contrast between like the the fleshy soft worminess and then mm-hmm. just the particle effect hair nightmare that all beasts are in this game <laughs> like it looks really neat yeah um and this gives it extra reach um it feels like it hits a little bit harder and uh, the usual second phase aggression yeah and the reason why this is hard and why people hate it so much is because he can really easily combo you yeah um to death he has that he has a specific move that is a, a back step and he slams both his palms into the ground. That, yeah, that's why I'm uh, in the notes when I say uh, ground smash. Yeah, yeah, he does that whenever you are like anywhere in his back 180 degree arc. Mm-hmm. Like he he will do that automatically. And like that, that sucks because that's where you need to get, you know, to, to fight him and not get hurt. Um, what I ended up learning to do was to just bait him into that mm-hmm. because the recovery allows you to get a couple hits. Mm. So like that's how that's how I beat him was just like, trying to get him to do that back step um and then and hit him and like I, I came away from this like i dare say i kind of like this version of the boss me too like i don't, I don't love it but i think it's kind of a good boss mm-hmm. as far as bloodborne beast bosses go yeah. Yeah. um but that that's what unlocked it for me and made it work like it wasn't like cheesing like the amygdala or anything like that it was something like oh he's always killing me with this this combo mm-hmm. and then realizing oh it has a long recovery how do i not get hit by that combo yeah and kind of figuring that out made it work i took the you know the the combo um and uh kind of conjunction with him not having a head and being able to lose you to really adopt a uh, hit and run strategy with this guy Mm -hmm. that i hadn't really done with a lot of other bosses in the game like actually making these big sweeping uh kind of runs um Mm -hmm. at him rather than trying to stick just because um, you know behind and underneath him is such a kill zone um you know i ended up having to summon help for this fight like i did for a lot of the fights um, mm-hmm. but, um, reliably with, you know, as I was trying to learn him, cause I don't want to put somebody through my first, you know, bad failed phases. Like that's rude, especially to yeah. people who know what they're doing, trying to summon help. Um, yeah. but, um, I could, you know, pretty routinely get him down to like quarter to a third health. Yeah. Yeah. He was like the time I, like this actually legitimately, like I felt pretty good after beating him. Mm-hmm. Um, and who, who knows how much of that was like the end was in sight, but like, <laughs> yeah. I think this is kind of a good boss fight. Um, but finally, you know, get to layer three. Um, it's not that big of a section. It's smaller than, than the first two layers. Mm -hmm. Um, but really we're just going to, I'm going to just rush us to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's there, it's more chalice. Like (laughs) again, we're skipping over it, but it's nothing. It's literally nothing you haven't seen before in double digits, you know? (laughs) Um, but getting to like one of my favorite boss fights in the game, like not enough, again, not enough to make it worth it. Like, (laughs) yeah, was it, I don't recommend anyone do the chalice dungeons. No. Like if you haven't done them, just listen to us complain about it and Mm -hmm. listen to us talk about this boss. Maybe watch this boss on YouTube. (laughs) It's really cool, but it's not worth it. It was not worth it. But, but I, you know, admit like putting something in the checkmark column. I think this boss is excellent. That's amazing. And of course we're talking about Yarnum, the Thumerian queen.
Yes. Um, which is where the music's showing up. Because if you think I'm putting music for every boss in this episode, <laughs> that's more editing than I'm going to do. Um, and, you know, a pure contempt. And because this is a long episode, I want it to move around at a reasonable pace. Yeah. Um, you know, unlike the Chalice Dungeons, even though this episode is kind of like the Chalice Dungeons of Bonfire Set Chat. Because <laughs> we're repeating ourselves a lot. Even when we're talking about the levels, because the levels repeat and because we're both both so angry. So, like, <laughs> if you made it through this, this is like your optional um, episode. So good, good on you. Here's your here's your trophy. Here's your meaningless achievement. Um, <laughs> lord it over your friends. Um, <laughs> here's the yeah, password to the site where you could get your trophy, Jeff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, this is this is a great boss fight, and there's lore. Oh yeah. So we've seen this um, character before. Uh, um, uh, after we killed Rom, and then outside of the uh, uh, Murgo's loft, um, mm-hmm. when we went to uh, we went to fight uh, Murgo's wet nurse. Um, yep. And uh, she is kind of this fixture. And this is kind of the first time we uh, um, see that her name is Yarnum. So the city that we've been going around in, is, you know, it's it's her namesake. Yes, named after her. And she is the uh, mother of Murgo, mm-hmm. um, probably by Erden. Mm-hmm. Um, and that pregnancy did not go well. As, um, as they tend to with the old ones. Yes. And that is why when every time we see her, abdomen is, is full of blood. Um, and everything, and the kind of the you know the grand, you know, concluding lore suppositions we're going to do a little bit next episode. But like the idea being that, um, you know, this this child of hers, she seems grateful when you eventually fight it mm-hmm. and kill it. Um, you know, she's crying outside the thing, and then she kind of bows to you after you do the deed. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't want the, this child there. Who knows what exactly is going on with that? Um, whether this was a, a virgin birth in like the. Uh, uh, Kind of positive sense, mm-hmm. you know, like the kind that gave us uh, what to said, <laughs> or whether it is a, <laughs> a, a it was a, a, a you know a darker thing, yeah, you know that she was impregnated by this old one because she does seem to be in favor of, of Murgo biting it, yeah, you know, um, if Murgo does indeed bite it, you know, like the like silencing silencing it's the nightmare newborn can mean a couple of different things. Mm-hmm. I like to think without its net wet nurse and the fact that you get an umbilical cord means that that Murgo's dead yeah. at the end of this whole thing. But, um, you know, people I've seen different, uh, different interpretations. Yeah. Um, but this is where she comes from. This is where she's at. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she, she's here, um, kind of, uh, praying over this, over this fountain when you come in and just like in the, her regular appearances, her hands are bound. Yeah. Um, which ends up playing into the, the fight, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. When I first got here, I was like, this is a cool arena. And Jeremy's like, yeah, they reuse it all the time. And the re- <laughs> I was like, God damn it. <laughs> Nothing can be unique for you, Chalices. Like, um, but uh, let's talk about the fight because the fight's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, something when we talk about um, different kind of archetypes for Soulsborne bosses, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about monster fights and duel fights and something. Uh, a third category that I haven't talked about a lot, but I realize I really love are ma- like magic users. Oh, yeah. Like fighting mages in Soulsborne games is great. Mm-hmm. So like you know you end up with your Logarius's or your um uh, uh the the doll. What is the name of the um the doll in Demon Souls? False Idol. False Idol. Um, Gwendolyn. Mm-hmm. You know, made mages in in Souls games are really fun to fight. Mm-hmm. I think. And yeah. uh, and th- this is what Yarnum is. Like, yeah, she's, she's a, a she's a hemomancer. She's she's the dark like she's very dark lurker mm-hmm. like in a lot of ways. Like she's a dark lurker hemomancer. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, so let's talk about what she does. Yeah, um, she, yeah. <laughs> she uh, cuts open her wrists and shoots blood magic at you, like literally blood arrows. Yep. 
Um, um, she's yeah, she'll shoot blood arrows at you. Um, she has this kind of interesting as a magician. Um, if you get close to her, there's uh, this this game this fight has weird cues, which mm-hmm. I really like. Um, because uh, when you get close to her, you start hearing a baby cry, mm-hmm. and uh, on the second cry, you'll get paralyzed the same way that the brain suckers can, mm-hmm. and kind of be opened up to an attack. Um, so you really have to kind of stick and move um, during the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, after doing these kind of blood attacks and uh, and and that, she'll break open her ri- her restraints mm-hmm. and uh, pull out a dagger. Yeah. And uh, and then she does a thing where she stabs herself in the gut mm-hmm. and uh, Nido-esque knives come from the floor. And that's yeah. also a weird kind of cue. Like, blood, blood spears. Yeah, blood spears. Yeah. It, 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 it kind of uh, plays out a little bit like um, like Flame Tempest. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, at this point, she can also uh, summon clones. Mm-hmm. Um, really kind of cool. They have a visual indicator. Like, they're just not as bloody. <laughs> um, they don't take the blood from the battle. Right. So she's she's summoning like fresh clones, like they look like she does in the beginning of the fight mm-hmm. before she gets bloodied, um, but they just disappear with one shot. Yeah, uh, the you know. visual design of this too is 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 fantastic because she starts out stark white and glowing, like she's got yeah. a bloom on her, and as the fight goes on, um, she uh, gets darkened by this blood running down the front of her. Yeah, um, and even her weapon, um, you know, starts out as like in the, in the second phase at least is this silver um, kind of short sword, and it turns into this. Uh, it's it's almost like uh, like one of like the blood sword from Adventure Time. <laughs> it's like it's like a twisted helix of uh, of solidified blood in a in a in a great sword form and the entire time like she's she's she alternates between screaming at you and laughing out of her mind yeah yeah like she's gone crazy by giving birth to this this old one which we find out later definitely happens mm-hmm. um the uh, uh would you, have we talked about that yet we no 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 okay, we're gonna yeah, cover we'll, that okay, um in the uh, in the end game but um, yeah. So that that makes sense that she's she's gone kind of crazy, um, which would make also make sense why she wants you to kill Murgo because it's mm-hmm. the source of insanity. Like, you know, that birth was was intense, mm-hmm. ripped open her guts. Um, the uh, uh, this whole idea, like, she kind of visually it, and this is a silly reference and was in no way intentional, but it reminded me of Kill Bill because um, she's wearing this kind of white like wedding gown, yeah, gown kind of thing yeah the like the bloody bride like she ends up getting this kind of blood front the same way that uma thurman did mm-hmm. um my favorite attack that she does which i think she opens up with in the, the second phase is the mm-hmm. telekinesis attack yep um that's amazing looking <laughs> um where she just kind of it's it's her aoe but rather than just being a doll magic explosion you float up in the air and kind of twist until you get slammed down mm-hmm. onto the ground and it never like she never one shots you like she's <laughs> not that hard right She's just fun, which is like the, the <laughs> difference that the other bosses didn't, you know, couldn't figure out. Um, so it's really easy to avoid this attack. But like one, it's really cool looking. It's really unique. Two, when you see a phantom that it's happening to is really awesome mm-hmm. um, just because it's so silly. Um, <laughs> the, uh, and then the other thing that she gets, the, there's one other attack that she can do. I'm just it's some a, melee attacks <laughs> as well. Uh, just, yeah, she's got some melee attacks, which are pretty good. I like the uh, the kind of radial machine gun of oh, blood yeah. from her the, wrist. The, the, from wrist. Yeah. 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 Um, but that's, that's really, yeah, again, there's a manageable number of attacks to memorize, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they're all, they all have clear hitboxes mm-hmm. and stuff. And she has a clear hitbox. Like she doesn't like, this is, this is the ideal Bloodborne fight. Like this is, <laughs> this is up there with like Maria and Lagarius and stuff. Like this is good. Yeah. This is really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really, really like it. Um, and for as frustrating and, as it is that you like just straight up get like a one thirty second soldier for, yeah. for this, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like you, you get a rock, you get the Yarnum yeah. rock or whatever. Um, I like the description though. The queen lies dead, but her horrific consciousness is only asleep and it stirs in unsettling motions, which yep. kind of implies that she's a little bit like, um, like Mikolash. 
yeah that her physical yeah, like, form is gone but well, um she's, she's certainly projecting into the the real world like mm-hmm. you're, i don't think you're running into her when you fight rom or in uh the nightmares like mm-hmm. i think those are projections yeah for sure um yeah and like I, like i don't her the yarnum stone that doesn't do anything like that doesn't bother me that doesn't do anything like yeah what like how out of character would it be for there to be an actual reward for doing the chalice dungeons? <laughs> oh, very. Like, you know, like what, like I, I was half expecting after you beat her to have a little thing that popped up that said, um, you know, uh, sage's hair. <laughs> <laughs> like, and just like, okay, I quit. I'm sending this back to Gamefly. <laughs> Man, they've, they've like, really wanted it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, something interesting happened when I, I fought her. I ended up fighting her alone because uh, the queen killer, which I, I brought in, didn't do a very good job mm-hmm. um, the first time. And I brought the king, queen killer and I died. But the queen killer dropped something. I have it on video, so I know it <sighs> happened. I didn't. Weird. Yeah. I, and and when it... I picked it up, the message that says queen killer defeated or what have you was obscuring the item de- description. Oh, wow. So I and I, so I need to review my my video. I saved it though on the the PlayStation 4 so like I can double check and make sure that's what happened. Uh-huh. But that's that's what happened. But I don't know what it is because whatever it is, I probably had multiple versions of it in my inventory anyway. Yeah. But I've never heard of that happening before. Neither have I. That has to be an old hunters thing. Yeah, it's really weird. Like I want to see uh, look online and see if there's anything about it and uh, review my tape. <laughs> um but yeah so like i don't like queen killer definitely dropped something um uh, during this fight as a friendly summon which is really strange yeah um but yeah really really good fight mm-hmm. doesn't make it worth doing chalices for no no i, I wish don't that... feel good about the equation yeah i wish that this was like in you... the game yeah like in the main game like uh-huh or uh there's like three chalices each of them three layers with no bullshit requirements mm-hmm. you know and uh it's just unique bosses yep so you have nine <laughs> levels that are none of them. They're still the worst levels in the game yep. by far, but you have nine of them. They're shorter and they just have unique bosses. Yeah. Just take out the repetition. Like, chalices are on, fine. Only make you do only make us play as much as you've designed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't make us play the things you didn't design, <laughs> you know, like that, that are just, you know, just existed, just kind of came fully sprung out of nothing. Yeah. Um, but like, so there's, there's good stuff to be had. There are boss mm-hmm. fights I legitimately liked even during this nightmare stretch. Mm-hmm of the chalices but i don't feel like even after beating them i don't feel like oh it was worth it and satisfying because they were hard and i also don't feel like getting to the stuff i legitimately liked was worth the stuff i didn't like mm-hmm. um and i just i hate that this fight is hidden here and that so many people are not going to see it yeah. because it's really really good yeah people um, so the people who said hey don't do this don't don't play these things like we were going online and complaining about these because it was it was a bad time mm-hmm. we, we weren't doing that just to be like oh what a sacrifice we're making i uh, I, I felt a little bit self-conscious about that but like we're not going to not do this because it's a part of the thing you know we have to be comprehensive and it's kind of our fucking jobs yeah yeah <laughs> you know? and you know and and i'm grateful that it's kind of our fucking jobs yeah you know, so, like, it's not like I don't want to sound that whiny. Like, it's really cool that I make money from yeah. talking about video games. Oh, def- like, d- definitely. So, like, it's it, like I feel like I owe it to people. Like, it's 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 the least I can do. Kind of. That said, it's it's just not a it's not a good use of time. Yeah. Even it, with all of that. They're, they're really they're they're like useful as a study of what not to do. Like when designing a level mm-hmm. like they felt like um, when like people get their first like map making software mm-hmm. and just like if you just sat me down and said like hey gary you have here's you know it you have like an hour and a half to learn how to make counter-strike maps and make one 
Mm-hmm. Like this was what it would be like, like endless hallways that didn't go anywhere, paths that loop back in on themselves. Like there's no mindfulness mm-hmm. to any of it. And like, that's a huge crime. Like it, it sounds like a one nitpick, but that's what making a game is, is not <laughs> doing that. You know, like it's, it's such a, it's such a mistake that is so contrary to like the fundamentals of game making, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, you can do that kind of thing intentionally, right? Like we talked about the Mikolash fight, which is like unending hallways. They're really confusing. Mm-hmm. That's to an end, yeah. you know? Um, this doesn't feel like that to me. No, this doesn't feel, and I hate calling something that from does something that's not intentional because people who misunderstand it always feel like, oh, it's just random and too hard for the sake of being hard. And I died for random reasons. And like the whole thesis behind the show is like, that's not true. Mm-hmm. These are fair. Like there, you know, there's, there's something to this. Um, it's really well designed and that's what you're trying to figure out. And that's why you're playing it. But mm-hmm. this like betrays that yeah, in a way that just like really, really bums me out. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, like at the risk of going angry video game nerd, I was shoveling cornmeal into the end of my gangrenous dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, just, and it's just a boa, like boa constrictor yeah. and or not boa constrictor. Uh, one of those. Uh, yeah. Boa constrictor. Mm. One of those. Uh, uh, why, why is the song like I'm being swallowed by a boa constrictor, but don't boa constrictors just crush you? I think so. Yeah. What a weird song. How come I never mm-hmm. noticed? Like my entire kindergarten was a lie. Uh, oh heck, it's um, up to my <laughs> neck, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, what do you mean it's up to your neck? It's a boa constrictor. That's a fucking sleeping wrap- bag, Mrs. Yeah, friend. Come on. Yeah, exactly. It wraps around you and crushes your bones. This is bullshit. <laughs> Whoever designed that song just did it randomly. And they didn't even consider where the words should go. They just went and copy pasted a bunch of words that they knew. Um, <laughs> but um Anywho, I like being uh, parodies of us. <laughs> I, I, yeah, if, if we don't do it, somebody will. Um, so yeah, that that's chalices. We never have to talk about them again. I'm still interested to hear what people have to say, but if anybody like engages in a way that's uh, hostile or it just is going to result in me repeating things I've already mm-hmm. said, then please don't be offended if I don't uh, don't engage heavily because mm-hmm. um, I'm sick of thinking about them and talking about them. <laughs> yep. Um, the best thing is that the, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Really done, and we at, from here it's all uphill, mm-hmm. um, you know, because the end game is interesting, um, and uh, the uh, the DLC is excellent. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to talking about that. Um, I've got the I'm starting to line up guests for the DLC, and I've got the the first one lined up. I'm really excited about that. Nice. Um, and yeah, so um, yeah, what uh, uh, if you have any responses about the end game? Mm-hmm. Um, so this is the uh, the last couple fights, um, the end of uh, Ariana's quest line. Mm-hmm. Um, Yosefka. Yosefka. Um, let us know. Yeah. Are, are we for sure, do, for, for sure doing that next time or are we doing the DLC next time? Oh, um, I had the ending first oh. in my mind. Um, uh, and let's do the ending first for guest purposes. Yeah. That, that, that'll get us clear of the holidays too. Yeah. That'll so. clear us of the holidays. And, uh, since I had that in mind, I quoted it to people I asked and, mm-hmm. um, so that will, will work out better. And like, you know, the ending on its own, you know, that's how we've done them before too. Like mm-hmm. the DLCs recontextualize the end. They don't, uh, don't need to come before because they they didn't. So we'll do mm-hmm. it chronologically. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess we didn't do Artorias the Abyss that way, but we'll do this this way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So next time we're talking about the end game. Um, go ahead and write in. Um, if you spoil specific things, don't please don't spoil specific things from the DLC. Mm-hmm. It can end up in your grand cosmology of the game, but um, we're gonna uh, talk. The DLC is still new enough that we don't want to talk about too many spoilers. Yeah. Until we actually get to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you can write in at duckfeed.tv/contact. 
Um, uh, if you want to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash duckfeed TV. Um, that is an amazing way to help us, uh, um, continue to do this and dedicate more time to it in our lives. So, you know, both me and Gary are like at this kind of strange place where this is starting to become more of a, more of a thing for us. And that is only possible, um, with the, with the support of people who have already given and the people mm-hmm. who might give in the future. So Yeah. And and also um very specifically, uh donating to you gives you access to our Slack channel mm-hmm. where you can get help with chalice dungeons. <laughs> yeah. Like not a, every time I check that Slack channel, it's just people teaming up to do parts of Bloodborne in the Bloodborne <laughs> cha- or in the Bonfire Side chat channel. So like if you need a Bloodborne buddy, mm-hmm. there are a half dozen super willing, competent players who are friendly and like want to help you out. Yeah. Um, and it is just a really friendly place to get help on that stuff. Yeah. We mentioned them like five times during the episode, but um, huge thanks to Jeremy and Allison who didn't just help us, but are like two of the people who are leading the charge to help people, you know, you know Sherpa people through this content. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the rest of the content of the game, they're, they're mm-hmm. excellent. Uh, they, I, you know, here, I'm just going to say it as members of the upper souls community, <laughs> let's promote them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we can grandfather in yeah. uh, one person each. Or is that a, the, I yeah. don't know how exactly how the subcharters work. <laughs> uh, it's it's frowned upon if we both do it at the same time, but I don't want to risk saying that one of them is more important to us than the other. Yeah, I think I think that we'll they'll make a one time exception if we yeah. fill out the proper paperwork. Yeah, um, yeah. So the, yeah, they're they're wonderful, and yeah. you should check out their stuff. Uh, Dark Souls haters. <laughs> tumblr.com which is jeremy's hate mail blog for for the souls games and lego dark souls.tumblr.com which is allison's uh dark souls lego art mm-hmm. uh tumblr yeah so super great yep. um yeah and and we've been recording for a while we still have a long appendix to record so we'll kind of wrap it up but yeah. you know all the rest of the stuff to do ratings reviews um hitting us up on uh on the facebook and the twitter mm-hmm. all those things yeah so until next time we never have to play chalices again. Yeah, watch out for chalices. Umbasa. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and we all pray that we will have far more soon. <laughs> <laughs>